Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me, I've got a full house this week. It's been like four weeks since we had all three of us together, but Matt's here. Hey, what's up? Carter's here too, I guess. Yeah, I'm back. He's back, yes, yeah, after your two week uh, vacation. Hiatus. Yes. Hiatus, yes. No- notably missing Nightwing 51, which. Did you read it? Not yet. I only just read all the books uh, for this week. It's I, not, I was catching up. I'll get not, there. It's not happening. Oh, it's, well, it's, maybe you know, read it. Well, you seem busy, so I'll just save uh, save you some time and go. It's it's not as bad as fifty, but it's still pretty bad. He's not doing it. He's this is him weaseling out of it now after making us both read it's it. Not. I didn't make Matt read it. No, I volunteered for that. That was like. You know, you know the, the the albino and the Da Vinci Code. That's what that was like. I have literally no idea about the albino and the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> you know, he he, like, he whips himself. You know, <laughs> self-flagellation there. That, that's what Nightwing fifteen fifty one was. Okay. <laughs> we talk so. about DC Comics on this show. I carried up on this week's episode on episode one hundred and twenty seven, I believe. Uh, we're going to be talking about Wonder Woman 57, which is the next part of the Witching Hour. We have Detective Comics 991, Action Comics 1004, The Flash 57, Batgirl 28, Justice League Odyssey number 2, The Terrifics number 9, Titans 28, and The Silence of number 10. And Connor has one of his punishment issues from Patreon. He has The Curse of Brimstone number... Well, I actually don't wish it. Uh, I want to say 6. <laughs> we know what you've done, the creators, but I forgot yeah. the number. Feels like 60 to Connor. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a six. All right. Well, that's what's coming up. That's what's coming up. Uh, surprising lack of news this week, actually. It's been kind of quiet since uh, New York Comic Con. I would say the solicits, of course, but uh, it's been kind of quiet. Although someone did uh, point out from the solicits last week something that we didn't talk about was uh, the Bensons being booted off of Green Arrow um, after only oh. a few issues. Great. Um, and they, they basically... They said on Twitter they had more stories planned. It wasn't that they're leaving. They they were booted from the book, um, and the scuttlebutt uh, seems to be that there just wasn't. They, they weren't happy with the sales, and that's why they're yeah. Changing. Apparently, yeah, especially like... especially the heroes in crisis tie-in didn't boost like it should have done. Hmm. Yeah, that's because nobody cares about Roy. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't on the Bensons, guys. That, like... that, I mean, that was a harsh way I put it, but I I feel like. But the Bensons aren't yet names that will draw people to comics on their own, right? No. So it feels weird to me to pull them off a book when you're not even giving them a chance to do a few arcs to actually, you know, build an audience, uh, build people, you know. It's been like three issues in an annual, right? Like Yeah, and two of them have been tie-ins to things, I think. Yeah. <laughs> two of them? Yeah, because, the, the, well, the first one was... Um, what wasn't this? Oh, wasn't the annual kind of a tie-in to something? The annual was a tie-in to, uh... No Justice? No Justice, That's thing, the only yeah. thing that it could have... Uh, you could be right. It was. It was It was him in the snow with Waller. Yeah. No, that's... Unf- I was really enjoying their first couple. I mean, hard to enjoy that, that funeral issue. Yeah. Just because it kind of interrupted the story that was being told. For no reason, and there he goes. Um, it felt like they had potential. It felt like, you know, only a few issues, and it felt like it was a bit stronger than the Birds of Prey, so it felt like they'd grown a little bit as as comic writers. Yeah, even even as Birds of Prey, I just, I dropped that book just to, you know, I couldn't keep up with as many books. It wasn't because of quality that 
that I dropped that one. But I was stoked for them on Green Arrow. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah, because the, the issue was solicited for January as a as the same pair who did that that two issue fill in. So I'm assuming they're fill in again rather than the new team. Um, well, that, that was the fill in. That was he was hunting parasite through Bell Reef. No, that no. was uh, that was it Scott was... who's on Batgirl just now. Uh, uh, the fill in the the kids in the other country. Yeah, two part. Oh yeah, I didn't read that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what the funny thing is though is that that was that was pretty poor, but it is the almost the exact same week their Nightwing fill in was fantastic. So, I mean, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Two of my favorite sheet little heroes. The DC is slowly destroying. This is great. <laughs> Nightwing yeah. wasn't slow. That was that was sudden. <laughs> that was a sudden jab to the That's, heart. Yeah, I know. But, the head. Yeah, but still stands. Still stands. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it sucks. There's, there's not really much way around it. I mean, unless they're going to put some superstar name on the book after a couple of fill-ins that makes more sense. That it's like, okay, yeah, okay, that, that'll pull in the numbers. That'll pull in people. But it's like, okay. if you want talent to grow and actually build an audience, you kind of have to let them grow a little bit and sure. actually have time in a book. But, you know. Yeah, I wonder if they didn't pull enough, enough of their audience across from Birds of Prey, maybe. Because they were obviously okay on that in terms of numbers for that book i wonder if they were expecting almost a boost from some of their fans that they, they'd cultivated from that book to follow over and it didn't materialize i mean it did get cancelled so it wasn't exactly yeah know, yeah but, it, bit, got, but... It, it got cancelled after you know, a considerable amount of issues it wasn't like 10 was it that uh, was let's say 18 yeah it was maybe close to 20 i think something in that range but, yeah yeah it was three trades regardless of what, what, what the number was but yeah um, yeah. yeah, so it, it kind of sucks, but uh, it, it's, it's like it doesn't sound like they're necessarily mad at DC. I mean, they probably are. Like, I, I, I'd be mad at them. <laughs> but well, yeah, I mean, you've been let go of your job. Like, yeah. it's not that's not happy, but it, it's not as bad as as Chelsea Kane, you know? No, like where they just cancel it right after solicitation. So mm. yeah, so, this is you know. It, you lose perspective after DC over the last couple of years having these long runs out of writers. So when something like this happens, it feels shocking, but this used to be like par for yeah. the course at DC. No, so, there was a, about, what, a year into mm-hmm. New 52. This was the story every three months. Yep. Yeah, and I love Except for, yeah. uh, for Lobdell and Teen Titans. Yeah, I'm thinking like Andy Diggle on Superman. Or was it Action? I've been Action. Where he got action. like, he got one issue out before he was off it and the other the, and the rest of that arc was you know it was co-written by someone else yeah it was that and then then but then they brought in um cooter and back yeah. and that, that was pretty good not that i would sacrifice diggle though they really no, like diggle it was pretty but, good but diggle's better yeah so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see who the, who the full-time replacement on Green Arrow is, which is really weird. See, see if they string us along with like three or four months of fill-ins. It's like, well, why not just let the Bensons do another arc then have... Just, let's let them finish what they were doing. A string yeah. of fill-ins, you know? It's weird. I mean, even if you tell them, look, you're not going to get the, the long run you thought you were going to get, but you're going to get one more arc of, say, four or five issues. Do whatever you want with that. Like, you know, let them do something there. Whereas just, now we've got another three? Yeah. Uh, we'll have December, November. There's two. There's two. There's two. No. Okay. So we'll see. It's a bit shit, isn't it? I guess they'll wrap up their the plot with the the social media guy who's 
Yeah, that'll, that'll be about it then. And that'll be about it, yeah. It's a shame, but hey. Uh, and whether or not it's worth keeping after we get a new writer, we'll see. We'll see who's on it. But mm. um, and it's not the new writer's fault. I mean, I, I won't hold it no. against them, but... It could, it could be someone amazing. It could be someone amazing, but hey. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's all. So, uh, Matt, are you going to check out Sabrina at any point since the, the new show started on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to it. But, like, right now it's the crux of, of being busy from moving and then, like, all the sports are being played right now. I think so, I, I have a, a more important question because maybe, maybe Pete already knows this. Well, have you already checked out Titans? No. <laughs> well, so, do that first, obviously. Well, I'll, no. say, I'll say this, Matt. I'll say this. Uh-huh. Titans redeemed itself in its second episode yeah, because I'm, I'm they, for, they, for Pete to get through three before I, I pull that trigger. They, they, they took they took a political stance that needed to be taken in a TV show. It really did. Dick Grayson made it clear in that show that pineapple does not belong on pizza, and therefore the show is redeemed. <laughs> all right, well, f Batman and all this, but. That's the most important statement he can make. Absolutely. So I, I saw uh, an interview this week, and it was uh, the headline was Titans cast confirmed that the heroes kill, brackets, including Robin. And I was kind of went, well, no shit. <laughs> I can see that for myself. Yeah, it looks vi- it's violent as shit. <laughs> uh, uh, no. So, yeah. Every time I go to start something, something else comes up. Like, I haven't watched hardly any movies this month because of the trip and then the move and then just everything else um you've probably watched more than me yeah so but that's because baseball's been on and my wife's a massive dodgers fan so we watched all those uh the knights are back playing because it's hockey season so yeah it's it's been a balancing act how, how inconsiderate of one sport to start the season when the other sport's not quite finished well, with that season yet? <laughs> yeah well that, that's just how it goes but it, what sucks is uh, I'll watch baseball one night and I'll watch hockey the next, but they've been putting the Knights games the same night as as the World Series games, which makes it very difficult when one half wants to watch the Dodger game, the other half wants to watch the Knights game. This, this is why you just get two TVs. Well, I don't I – don't, no, my TV downstairs is better. I'm not going upstairs to watch hockey. <laughs> Send her upstairs. <laughs> so – uh, but she's not. She doesn't want to go upstairs and watch the World Series. So it's it's a battle of. Uh, just, so we've been flipping back and forth. The thing buy, about baseball is there's a, a lot of downtime. Good TV and put it next to the the, the good yeah. one downstairs. It has to be equal. You have to get a completely equal setup in a different room that is equal in size yeah. <laughs> and yeah. impressive. This. No, but but that's you know baseball is a slow sport. So there's a lot of downtime. So in between, you know, with hockey at least it's constantly moving. Yeah, hockey so, is non-stop. Yeah, so I haven't missed too many big moments. I did miss my new favorite player score his goal the other night, but whatever. I'll get over it. <laughs> there's 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 another 81 games in hockey. So Hello, darkness, fun. my old friend. But no, I, I plan on checking out Sabrina. We were going to start it yesterday, but with all the stuff we had going on, I, didn't, I don't want to jump in that hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and not you know be like, oh well, I want to watch another one, but I don't have time. That's the same with I've heard about Haunting of Hill House. Mm. Is the same way that you're like, oh, I'll just watch one. And because, then... because we reviewed them individually, though, I think me and Connor are just yeah. used to not like we're just used to sp- spreading them out now. Yeah, yeah, it was weird at first. 
when because we used obviously we used to just binge the whole yeah. thing over the weekend and then try and get to it right. and that became unfeasible so it was weird at first doing like well we'll do one today one in a in a couple of days yeah but now it's just normal well, so it's when, when me and pete did glow there were some episodes where i was like okay well that was enough and then there was ones when it ended you're like well i just want to watch that one now but i can't yeah because we're doing the review and you don't want to get behind or forward it, you know it helps you savor it a bit more though i do like that well, yeah, and uh, that was my biggest problem with binge watching. It's like Stranger Things. Like, I have friends that watch all the Stranger Things in one sitting, and they can't remember because everything blends together. Yeah, it's something that we learned from doing the the already cancelled, where you know, we take an old show that's yeah. already finished. And it, and, and we did Twin Peaks last year yeah. before before the new one came, and we did it you know one a week for the first bit, and we, mm-hmm. we kind of spent up to two a week by the end. But I remember that so much better than shows that I watched, you know, of a similar length over maybe two or three weeks. Uh, speaking of David Lynch, I, I went to uh, a wrestling show last night, and then I Where's found out some friends. Where's this going? I know. So this is where my night went. I went and watched uh, Halloween-style wrestling, so it was all completely crazy, to which I ended up uh, with friends I'm, doing... I'm in costumes anyway. Yeah, but let me get there. To, to karaoke in an Irish pub where everybody was in costume and my friend was dressed as the Babadook singing a Mars Volta song. I felt like I was in a David Lynch movie. I was waiting for why this is speaking of David Lynch. I was like, where's the yeah. David Lynch element coming into this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was waiting and David Lynch just walked in and started singing. He, he might as well. It was, I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, the Babadook singing the Mars Volta, just bumming everybody out. I looked around, Kyle McLaughlin wasn't there. Like, I didn't know what to do. All right, well, that was, that yeah. was your small talk for the week. <laughs> uh, Matt, so Matt always takes us to weird places. Uh, I tried to keep it on topic when I mentioned Titans, and then... Yeah, yeah, no, you and did. And it devolved into that. What happens when there's no news? Well, this is the weird thing, actually, with the DC shows right now, is that because Titans is on, and because... DC have, or CW have put on five shows at once, there's six DC shows, not even including Gotham, I don't even know Gotham's on yet, I, I may not be back until like January, but there's like six DC shows on right now, so if you go and listen to television from the multiverse or TV uh, version of this podcast that me and Connor do, talking about all the shows, it is a gauntlet right now. <laughs> It's yeah, you get a jam-packed episode every week. Yeah. So, because at the end of the episode, we always pick our favourite episode of the week, right? But now it's actually like an interesting fight, because there's so many shows. It's like, okay, right. well... There's... I mean, it would be if Legends wasn't a glorious, beautiful show. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that was the obvious winner this week, admittedly, but, you know. It did It did have a magical unicorn that stabbed people with its horn and sprayed <sighs> magical pixel gel dust that made people high. And then ate their hearts. Was that that unicorn that was in Cabin in the Woods? <laughs> I referenced that on the show, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, but no, they got your Woodstock this last episode, Matt. It was a thing. Wow. It's so good. I'll, I'll get there eventually. I need to catch up on Flash. And, ah, and screw Flash. Legends is better. <laughs> well, no, no, no. What I mean is this, this... Let me get through this season while they're still on the app before I have to wait. <laughs> and then... So I didn't even realize it started because I've been so out of the loop. Like, October's been rough. Yeah. Um... So, you know, 
Yeah, we've been all over the place this month, haven't we? Uh, yeah, it's been a weird month. It's been a weird month. Evident by the fact that there was one just me Connor episode followed by two just me Matt episodes, and then finally back to normal. Uh, and there is a small, there's a risk that next week will be a Connorless episode again. <laughs> Yeah, 50-50. Depending I, I on his work. I don't know which way my work schedule's falling right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's an isolated thing. That has nothing to do with why he was off the last couple of weeks. This is just a separate So are we thing. in a surprise Doomsday Clock issue? Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what's happening. Don't you dare. He, has, he, he will miss a Heroes in Crisis though if he's gone. No, it's not yeah. on previews. It's not there. It's not next It's there. Week. Yeah, it is. It wasn't it's earlier. On, it's on Diamond. So it's Does coming it come out. up now? Yeah, yeah suck it, it Connor. It was meant to be this week. Uh, because all the, in the back of all the books, they had that that article, and it said, "Check out Heroes in Crisis 2 this week." And I was like, "No, that got bumped, guys." Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at Diamond now. I'm going to see because it, it wasn't there uh, when I looked earlier. I promise you, it's there. Okay, I was it's better now. It was it wasn't there like five. That, hours ago. I, I love this because this was Connor like yesterday arguing with me endlessly. Con- ed- convinced it wasn't coming out next week. No, no, no. Even though I told him like four other sources that said it was. No, no. I said that it wasn't in the finalized form yet. You know, it's uh, Diamond do they they do the list before they do the thumbnails, and so I said it's possible it'll come in when they do that. And clearly that has happened today because when I checked earlier, it was in the list and it wasn't there still. Uh huh. Uh huh. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for for proving them wrong. Yeah. I enjoy well, it. Well, I'm I'm very excited. Next week seems to be a big week, and it's a shame that Connor's gonna be missing. It's it's, it's a very weirdly good. big week five. It is sod. We get the end of Witch Hour and the start of Drowned Earth proper next week. Also, I noticed uh, was that Batman Haunted Night is out the trade. Have you read that, Pete? Uh, yeah, the Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Is that what it is? Yeah. The- that, that was okay. the three stories they did, the three Halloween specials they did before they did uh, Long Halloween well, and Dark Victory. Well, I might have to pick this up to go with my other ones. It's not as good as those two, but it's, it's no, solid. No, but I, I like to have Loeb and Sale stuff. Yeah. I have all the, I have most of the color, the Marvel color books. I have For All Seasons, I have Dark Victory, I have Long Halloween. It, it was essentially uh, like three annual sized yeah. issues. They did like one yeah. one year after the other, and then it was the the fourth year they, they started Long Halloween. It was like it was yeah. almost like the, the testers before they were Halloween done. special one, then Batman Madness one, and Batman Ghosts one. Yeah, so they're, they're all like you know double sized well, or whatever. Is that I might have to hell pick of a that up on a, Yeah, on week two. Well, that's what drew me to it was the, was the cover and yeah. the title. Um, and I figured, well, it's it's Halloween stuff, Halloween themed and Batman, so Pete's had to have read it. Yeah. It's been a long time, admittedly, but yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a Barbara Gordon Mad Hatter story in there. I'll have to... Interestingly, the, the complete uh, Dark Prince Charming hardcover is out next week. Um, obviously, we, me and Pete did our, our monthly episode on that not so long ago. Yeah, yeah, a few months ago, when the second half came out, when it was individual yeah. halves. It's worth checking out. Yeah. No, there you go. Um, very good art actually in that one. So, uh, all right, we'll talk about books. Let's just let's get into the books then. That's enough of your your, your chit chat for the week, uh, and we'll get on to Wonder Woman fifty seven, James Tynion the fourth. And I've covered my list here, but it's Emanuela Lupacino, yeah, it is, yeah, uh, from memory. So, yeah, so this is part four of the Witcher Hour. This is uh, we we me and Matt were like. We we enjoyed the last couple of issues, but we were kind of like, yeah, they're just middle chapters of a crossover. They weren't exactly standout. Uh, I, I felt pretty similar. When yeah. I, caught, I caught up. I've read all three over the last like two two days, um, and I'm and I'm sure it read better. Boom, boom, boom. It Even probably it's weekly, did. Yeah, but 
you know, back to back to back probably helped out a I, little bit. I because... did intentionally not read them all together. I kind of put other right. books in between them. So to at least okay. get a sense of a break. Um, but yeah. I agree they were they were all right. They were still pretty good. They were well written and some good art. Uh, probably my least favorite part of the J- Justice League Dark book, though, as a whole. Yeah, we said that last week. Because the... oh. last week's was actually Justice League Dark issue four. Yeah. That was my least favorite Dark issue out of the four. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, they were all right. Like, I'm enjoying the story overall. I like where this one went because it finally felt like we're moving again yeah. with the with the struggle between Zatanna and Diana. Yeah, it was. Well, so, it was kind of what we said last week that it felt like there was at least one issue too many, and it felt like the yeah, last couple were kind of spin, spinning wheels a little bit. You know, yeah. drawing things out. Uh, so we see that Diana Diana's in the uh, wherever the people who are taken over by the Hecate realm. go. You know, the the yeah. realm. That's fake moon. The moon world. Moon world, huh. um, and so we see that she's in there, and she she wants to try and get out, and she she thinks she gets out for a second at one point because Zatanna's going for it uh, out in the real world and try to try to reverse it, uh, <laughs> but then the, the twist at the end or the, the reveal at the end is that she's still in the moon world, and she's like, and Witchfire's like, hey, I think you died. <laughs> it's a good idea. Yeah, be- yeah, because she's Diana's fully color, like she looks normal. And by the end, she's all like shadowy. Yeah. Like she's lost that color. So yeah. um, I like that visual representation of it. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, so the, yeah. other, the other main parts of the book was Zatanna and Constantine uh, kind of debating how to handle the situation. Constantine's been a, a miserable sod, as per usual. I mean, he does, he does have cancer, but I mean, you know. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, but see, I like that they reminded us that he is an exorcist. I thought that was a, a fun, not a fun, but like. Uh, Oh yeah, that, that's that's his basics. primary job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so he should be able to do that. I feel the same with the the cancer thing. Obviously, that was a, a huge part of, of Hellblazer for a long time, and it feels like okay, let's kind of bring that back. In yeah, and how, long that, was, so how long has it been basics. since that's been a part of the character? Because that I feel like that's Vertigo. Yeah, I, 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 I don't yeah, feel like I've heard about this in a while. It was for a lot, a lot of the Hellblazer, you know, the Vertigo Hellblazer book. Yeah, well, because he then, aged in real time in that book, did, right? It, yeah. yeah. But the the cancer it was it went on for quite a while if I if I recall, and mm. then it was never in the DCU version when we got him over here in the New Fifty Two or right. uh, anything we've had in in Rebirth. So this is the the reintroduction of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of the team uh, got all the monks that uh, what's her face is hiding in uh, Ramakrishna. Yeah. Ramakrishna. And uh, unfortunately, Minato uh, uh, Dawn comes through. But uh, Tracy Thirteen and some of the the, the surviving members of the the Midnight cool. Society are are mm-hmm. waiting for her to to fight back. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the Society of the Sleight of Hand. They were the ones that were in the Oblivion Bar. My favorite. So... Yeah, my favorite stuff though was outside of the stuff on the the Moon World, yeah. which I I quite enjoyed. Was probably the Swamp Thing and uh, mm-hmm. Black Orchid. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. 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 I, I'm kind of worried about Swamp Thing about Alec having to take over as the Parliament now. Like, because we kept getting those rumblings. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, which I like the, the the heavy metal version of him. You know? I, like, I, it almost feels beard. like they're setting us up to get a new avatar of the green. It yeah, does, almost. Yeah. Well, and I also like how, how Hecate, or I forget who it was, but someone was, was describing why Hecate's attacking the red and the green. Because she wants to replace them... Like their mystic elements, yeah. With like so the, this more primal magic. 
It would kind of so sure have like a control over over the, yeah. the three elements. Yeah, over everything so, basically. Yeah, which which goes into her whole triplet kind of identity, which I like too. Yeah, um, which was, uh, another thing. Theme. Yeah, as a lot of podcasts I've been listening to have been doing like Halloween themed, kind of pagan ritual kind of stories, and I found out that the whole concept of Hecate and magic came from Egypt. Because they called their magic Heka, H-E-K-A. And when Alexander the Great had went over there, it kind of spread back over to Greece. And that's where we get the name Hecate. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm. How that that is, weird that's fitting in with what's going I, on in the comics. I do like that. That Greek link is such a, an important part for, for those mythologies. It's obviously... Well, now we say, oh, they, you know, Greek is the the, the bedrock right. of you know, Western stories, but obviously right. you, you had that huge Egyptian influence on there, which then they spread to the Romans, and it kind of went for, spiraled right. from that point. But right, and and just how it fits in with Diana, yeah, and she's you know she's Greek and in the pantheon and whatnot. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That just popped up this week, right after I had read this issue. Yeah, can't remember what podcast it was though. I'm sure it was some bizarre states or something. I can't remember, but yeah. I, uh, I, I'm sure you, you gushed over Lupacino a couple of issues ago when I wasn't here, yeah. but she draws the best Satana. Yeah, uh, we most probably did. I, I think well, that the, she, she draws the best everybody. The moon, the moon World stuff, I think, is her best work in this issue specifically, though. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. Yep. Um, uh, big big shout out to the colours, though, um, for, for really setting that tone. Um, I'm not sure who that is. Let's see if I can yeah. find it. I can't find the credits page. Caroline dead ear. Will's Connor well, looks for information. You could have jumped in, but no. Caroline dead ear. Will's Connor looks uh, for information. Fajero Jr. There you go. Was that English? Or did you just cast a spell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah, that's like a Harry Potter spell to me. I don't know. It does. <laughs> one, one of your weird uh, Namby Pamby, Espelianus yeah. bollocks. Speaking of Harry Potter, I've not gotten around to books and magic yet. I'm a little... Uh, uh, Me neither. I had it fully planned, but just I ran out of time. Yeah, same. I've heard a lot of people say it's it's best and worst elements as it feels like a Harry Potter book. Well, but, it's kind of unfair to books and magic, though. Yeah, it is. But knowing what we know now, so... Life goes on, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Life goes on. Yeah. As far as this issue as a whole, uh, it's probably the best chapter since the first one, I think. Because it feels yeah, like things yeah. are sort of moving ahead again, um, uh, but I mean, I think what I said last week about how a lot of these these crossovers that take place in a month where it just spread across the books, they always feel a lot smaller in scope than I usually think they are going in, um, and this is kind of no exception to that, where it feels a bit. Yeah, yeah it's kind of just an arc of the story, just kind of. We, we kind of thought that though when we heard Tinian was going to be writing issues of Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, what I wasn't expecting, though, because I assume because it was just essentially the next arc of Justice League Dark, I, I assumed it wouldn't feel as spread out as a lot of these crossovers do, in terms of the, the plot being stretched over X number of issues. So I'm surprised by that what, a little bit. Do you know what I think it is? And this is going to sound weird. I think it's a, a weird, unfortunate coincidence of October having five Wednesdays. Yeah? Because they went, <laughs> oh, we want it to hit all of October. Whereas if if this had just been four weeks, this would have been condensed down. Yeah, I suppose what you do there is you, you take away one of the specials because you can't really take away one Wonder Woman issue and because because it'd be in the middle, 
Like, oh, this yeah, Wonder Woman right. is not part of the crossover, even though the, the next yeah, chapter's not come. Yeah, you'd take away one of the specials, the first or the last one. Yeah. But the problem is, they were like, no, no, no let's make it an... It's probably let's an editorial thing. Yeah. On, okay, yeah, let's get do, do, two one-shots, double the sales on those, and we can have every... You know, the whole month of October is the thing. And then debatably as well, those two specials are longer, so arguably they'd have more of an impact taking one of those away, which might be for the better, maybe for the worse, but... Yeah, yeah, you don't have to fill it. It's a fact, you can though. just, you know, sometimes restrictions make things easier. You know, it seems counterintuitive, but you're like, well, I have to do more with less. Yeah, sometimes making things tighter uh, makes sense. Yeah, and, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say easier, but better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's arguably actually more difficult and challenging, but that challenge is what leads mm-hmm. to yeah. a better yeah. product at the end. Sometimes, so you know. Um, uh, but I don't want to sound down on it because I'm enjoying it. It's just instead of like being like the the thing I'm most excited about every week. Yeah, I didn't read this first. You normally the crossovers and the events. I'm like, oh, first because I'm, I want to know what's happening in the world. This just feels like an arc where it's like, no, nah, it's like the fourth or fifth thing I read. It's fine. It's yeah. good. It's enjoyable. But that's it. My world on fire. I'm looking forward to getting back to regular Justice League Dark next month. Yes, yes. Uh, it's also worth yeah. mentioning the next issue of Wonder Woman, which we will be reading, is the start of Wilson's run. G. Willow Wilson. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so looking forward to that and seeing what she's going to do with the character. Um, looking forward to a different take and a different tone. But uh, yeah, we'll rate this issue then. This is uh, Wonder Woman 57. I forgot which, which book this actually was there for a second because it could have been... <laughs> it could have been another one. It could yeah. have been one of three books, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, so Wonder Woman 57, what are you giving it about? Uh, it's a 7.5. The art's carrying most of that. Um, I enjoyed it, but like I want to... Not that it's still in holding pattern, but the way it ended, I'm really waiting for that next issue. So Yeah, Connor. Yeah, I agree with the seven point five. Probably would have been closer to six point five or seven, but art lifts it up. You know what? I'll be the negative one. I'll say seven. No, <laughs> Screw yeah. you. Forget about seven. <laughs> yeah, but I really like Lupacino. Uh, you know. I like Lupacino as well. No, it's, it's good. Oh. Um so alright, uh, that's Wonder Woman. All right, that'll take us out of Detective Comics 991, James Robinson writing Carmine D. Giadomenico on the art. I haven't seen him in a little while. Hell yeah. He's a, we, we think this, of a, he's a Flash man, but now he's on Batman. This, this is kind of a stacked week for artists. It is. It's interesting. And Joe, what's really baffling about this issue is that, I mean, obviously Connor wasn't here for the last one. Um, yeah. But... We've had a very similar kind of opinion of this throughout the arc where it's generally pretty enjoyable. The art's typically been quite good. The dialogue's kind of weird in a lot of places. I think the last issue was the worst for it, actually, in terms of the weird dialogue. Yeah, there was yeah. one, Batman like, called someone like Mate or something like that. It was weird. It wasn't uh, Mate, because that's, that's very English, but yeah, it was... No, no, it was, but it was something that was very, like, it, it, it sounded English it was man. when I read it. I, I mentioned it when yeah. I read it last well, last episode. I, I mentioned it at one point. It says, come on, man, or something like that. Or whatever. Uh, yeah. So here's the interesting thing, is that it's kind of spurred into this weird throwback to the long Halloween, where this issue kind of builds up to having Batman, Gordon, and Dent standing on a rooftop. Or it's more, it's more of a, a a balcony, but whatever. Point being the same, um, yeah. and it it feels like it's kind of harking it back to that. It almost feels like Robinson wanted to do a love letter to the origin story of these three guys, uh, teaming up for justice and truth mm-hmm. and mm. yada yada. Um, okay. And some of the dialogue's still a bit weird, although it was definitely there was nothing stuck out to me quite as bad as a couple of those big examples from no, last issue. No, it wasn't issue. quite as jarring. No, and um, so, I couldn't help but think of Split, the the Shyamalan movie. With Harvey and Two Face mm-hmm. fighting over the light, like mm-hmm. oh, you know, like 
I like Two-Face going, well, I couldn't stop Harvey. Usually I can put Harvey deep down and he just does what I say, but with what was going on, Harvey's been more, been able to, to grab that and take control, which I like that. I like the fact that now, instead of it's just Harvey Two-Face, you never know which one you're going to be dealing with. Yeah, so I like, it, I like it, that sense of duality. He makes it sound like it's mostly always going to be Two Face, but every so yeah. often you'll get Harvey Dent kind of sneaking out like, for a little bit. This this issue definitely had my favorite stuff of the arc. It was um, Two Face being kind of scared that he was irrelevant when when yeah. if, if Harvey's doing the evil shit. What what's what's my purpose? Yeah. And, and it was the one key thing though, right? It was the, it was the guy who was setting up the you know who had made all the plans, yeah. right? Yeah. Harvey Dead, that was his last case before he became Two-Faced, was he was trying to put this guy away and he got off in a technicality. So it was Harvey Dent who chose to kill him. The second bullet was Two-Faced because Two-Faced wanted to make it look like Two-Faced did it because, again, it's that fear of irrelevance. If Harvey Dent's becoming evil, then what's the point of me? The the idea of Two-Faced having an existential crisis is a great story. Yeah, but but to that I, I say, is Dent really that evil for taking out a guy that was planning a terrorist act? I mean... You know, swings and roundabouts. Yeah, like, he probably didn't see himself as evil. It's not like he it. was innocent. And he's like, oh, he ruined my record, and I need to go and take him out. And no, he's like, no, this guy's a bad guy and deserves to be punished. Well, I mean, it's yeah, fu- so. it's, fu- it's fuller than he should go because that was kind of the point of his. Yeah, his but turn- I wouldn't. His, t- his turning two face was very much the point of him, you know, blurring that line and going over the line to where he's willing to take justice into his own right. hands. Right. No, no. If that was Harvey just shooting the like. Shooting his own goons in the face, then I would say, yeah, that, yeah, that's that's evil. Yeah, no, but, I don't you know. think this is saying that Harvey's evil, but it's that yeah. he's willing to do things that he wouldn't yeah, before. And he's whereas... willing to get his hands dirty now. It's like, it's almost like the yin and the yang, where you have a little bit of darkness in the light and a little bit of light in the darkness. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of where. I think you use evil as a shorthand. What we really just mean is he's crossing that line. That line, especially which is defined in a Batman comic, because Batman has that line, and he always has that line. Well, and Gordon, too. You know, Gordon was the the clean cop working with all the drug cops. Yeah. You know, so I I really think that Robinson is hitting a stride with this one, with all those themes. Like... It's not been a, it's, 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 it's rough patches as an arc, but, like, Mm -hmm. I can't deny that this issue made the whole thing quite interesting. And the idea that you know, Gordon was hoping that Harvey was back and that's why he saved him in the police station. Yeah. And Two Face claims it wasn't that. Two Face claims that he's just, you know, taking out Cobra and it, it wasn't because he wanted to save his friend. Uh, and it's like, but do we really believe that? Is, is there any hope in there that it is actually just because he wants to save Gordon? Uh, and it all builds up to the idea that Two Face is like, no, no, I, I got the plans for what Cobra are doing. This is the locations are going to hit. So the, the issue ends with Two Face riding in the Batmobile with Batman, uh, guns blazing. Um, uh, I love it. It's probably it's the best, glorious image. It's the best page it of the is. book, I think. It's that page of him. It's, it's all. It's all the the, the the speed blur lines of the the traffic, yeah. and he's on top of the yeah. Batmobile. Uh, yeah. He's you know double fist and the the pistols hanging out the top. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. It's uh, cool. It reminded very Mad Max. It reminded me of like hmm. you know that image, but but yeah. This this is why Two Face is probably my uh, outside of Poison Ivy. <clears throat> My favorite Bat villain, like, because I don't, I don't class her as a villain that much anymore. She's much more of an anti-hero. Um, Two but... Face is one of those villains I want to love, but rarely yeah. has amazing stories yeah. anymore. Well, for for the longest yeah, time, yeah, Condiment King's thought... the same, I think. <laughs> for the longest time, I thought Riddler was my favorite Bat villain, but it turns out I just really liked. 
Paul Dini's Riddler and his tech oh, run. Oh, the Detective Riddler. Yeah, like yeah. I really like that. And then as as I got deep into Snyder's version of Riddler, I'm like, I don't I don't like this Riddler. I don't like I don't think I like Riddler as much as I thought I did. Versus I realized like you know it's all it is Two Face. There's a lot of good Two Face stories out there. You know, yeah. so yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think there was anything wrong with Snyder's Riddler either. I think that was a very oh, typical Riddler. Not a fan. It's not bad. I just I wasn't a fan. He, it was it was everything I don't like in Snyder comics in a character. He's very wordy and very just like I'm gonna monologue this all. And, yeah, but I have to be honest. If there's a bat villain, I think of monologuing. It's probably Riddler. Yeah, but look, look how King handled that in War of Drugs and Riddles versus. Like there is a way to do it. I just don't like the way that Snyder had chose to execute. I don't, I don't think. Plus so. zero here. I think Snyder's just not good at monologues. Is basically what we're saying here. No, that that could be, but yeah, no. <laughs> Two Face is he's my ride or die Batman, and I I will read basically any Two Face story. And that's how I ended up reading All Star, Batman, and that was that was a mistake. I've read a couple of issues just just to see the absurdity. Yeah. So. Um, uh. Nah, so I mean, uh, this is probably, yeah, I mean, it's probably the best issue of the so far. I, I, I laid the first one a lot, actually, when it was just, like, saving people from the burning building, because the art carried yeah. that one really a yeah, lot. Yeah, I really like the Firefly stuff. Yeah, yeah the two of them. Yeah. Before we realized it was a two-faced story, like, yeah. it was, it was cool because you had the them playing off of each other, and uh, one Firefly yeah. trying to teach the new one. I think going? last issue suffered from being a transition between the two halves of the arc. It did, but it did have that fantastic uh, GCPD scene, which I thought was the highlight yep. of the issue. And I mm-hmm. think every issue's had at least one highlight where I'm like, no, I really like that that scene. Like that scene yeah. really stuck out. It's been really good. And I think this one was kind of just two big scenes. You know, it was really just the the, the conversation with Dent for the most part. Yeah. Um, and, and and that's what kind of made it feel kind of like important. It felt like it was a callback to Long Halloween and the, the origins of of Dent and, and Batman and Two Face and uh, Gordon. And having all that and then ending with them working together like one final time. And but in this weird kind of uneasy way because you know he's Two Face still now, but he's not back to yeah. Harvey Dent. Um, is is an interesting theme to play with. And then again, yeah. add in Two Face's existential crisis that he's worried that he's irrelevant because Harvey Dent's maybe crossing the line. That mm-hmm. Two, you know, Two Face as a personality exists because he does the things that Harvey may want to do but wouldn't do. But yeah. yeah, and the idea that, well, that Harvey has a bit more control because he just makes the choice for himself here, whereas Two Face still needs right. the coin. Right. So that there's well, kind of that extra level there for him of of the fear of the the, the independence. Uh. Well, I also like the idea that that Bruce believes in Harvey enough still to team up with Two Face, you know, like yeah. mm. he believes that Harvey's still that that good and yeah. that that uh, shiny knight from Dark Knight, you know, that version. There's definitely been um different interpretations of how to handle Two Face though, because sometimes it's not a case of like one has a, because sometimes it is literally right. both Harvey and Two Face are always there, and that's the coin flip. That's why right. it's always a coin flip because he's he's deciding between the two. And here it's, it's treating them more of a Jekyll and Hyde thing, which is also a traditional kind of representation. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of which way the writer wants to go. Um, I, I actually don't know which one I prefer because I can think of great examples of both working really well. <laughs> yeah, I'm well. kind of okay with either or. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think Arkham Asylum, a serious house and a serious earth, goes more into the, he's always both there, but that has like a really great moment in it because of that. Mm. Um, you still need to read that. Yeah, yeah. you do. You really yeah. do. The art, the art is otherworldly, and I mean that. In is I do love, I do, I do like Morrison Batman. 
So yeah. oh, this is uh, the, the least Morrisony thing that Morrison's ever done. Well, that, that's why I like his Batman so much because yeah, it gets to Morrisony places, but early on, it's just straight up Batman stuff. If, like, if he's not if, sidetracked by the Death Scorpions, if Batman went to Silent Hill, that book is what it would look like. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't. I don't. I don't know Silent Hill, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what we're saying, Matt, is it's it's Halloween in a few days. Just sit yeah. down and read it. Yes, it's like I, sixty pages or if, eighty pages or something like that. It's not. I book. do have to run to the library to drop off some books for donation. Maybe they'll have it. Maybe I can I just may. check it out. I'll go check. It's a, it's a long it's circulating chance. book that's had many versions, so uh, yeah. it should yeah. should be there. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, it was a solid issue. Uh, I thought. Yeah, yeah, me too. I really liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Ma, what are you rating it? Oh, this is an eight. Uh, again, that that final image I think really pushes it over that line. So, just makes me smile. I got to that page. I was reading in bed, and my wife's like, "What's going on?" I was like, Two Face is doing cool stuff." She's like, "Oh, never mind." So, you know, <laughs> another feeling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Carl, what are you give it up? Um, I, I hate to be on the same line as Matt again, but yeah, it's an eight. Fine. I'll probably also give it an eight, and I think what's impressive here is that it has been kind of hovering, I think, I, I can't remember what I gave the last three issues of it, but I think it's been hovering yeah. between 6.5 and 7.5, so this mm-hmm. it's nice yeah. that it's kind of upswinging and it's like, yeah, it's going to be a high note, me, maybe. Makes me feel I can trust Robinson again, after that debacle on, on Wonder Woman. Here's so. the thing, though, if you gave him Wonder Woman, but didn't say, hey, you have to do this Jason crap that was set up, probably yeah, be but what do you get from it? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's like, Jaws would be a worse movie if, if they, you know, showed the shark the whole time. You know, have some butts. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's a, a one, perfect one comparison. One was a creative choice. One was, right. no, no, you're being told. I'm just saying, well, something that I really love could have been really bad, and something that was really bad I could have loved. It's just there. You know, it's that duality again. Yeah, but but in the in the, in the oh. Jaws example though, Spielberg knowing it didn't work made a choice to make it better. Whereas Robinson didn't have that that ability because he was told, no, you have to do this Jason crap. I mean, he could have written Jace, written Jason that he wasn't. A, he a, killed a him early right. on. He could have just left it. <laughs> like, there's the creative choice there. So. Uh, is, is Robinson, remember how excited oh, we were Pete? be anywhere else after this we, we, uh, I don't think he's scheduled for Earth and after this detective arc no, okay. no. I, uh, from what I, understand, I forget what indie book he's doing but it's based off of an old like golden age uh, I think it's Airboy Air I want to say apparently that's meant to be really good um, hmm. like really meta and stuff so maybe he'll maybe he'll retreat back, retreat back into that yeah, you know. I, I could see him popping up in another DC book. Maybe they'll announce something for some time mm-hmm. next year. Little, will be on. Maybe he's on Green Arrow. He'll yeah, maybe he'll be on Green yeah. Arrow next. I'd, I'd be okay with him doing a Green Arrow story. Yeah, oh, that, that seems like it'd be fine. Um, I, I think the dialogue that he's got Bruce saying may actually work better out of all his mouth. To be honest, it feels more Oliver dialogue. Yeah, it does. I yeah. could feel the come on man, but in a very much like exasperated. Yeah. I, can, I, can, I can see Ollie saying that. Yeah. yeah, what he needs to do is just do a rip-off of Matt Fraction's Hawkeye and just start every issue. Okay, this looks bad. Just just play with it. Just go with it. Do a full terrifics yeah. and just do the, the the Marvel thing. Why not? Uh, I just, you know, the funeral issue. Have they started it like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, what you do is... Right, don't you think it? This is bad. 
you all take slightly me. instead of saying this okay i know this looks bad you say okay this doesn't look good yeah. <laughs> just 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 flip it a little bit uh, i do like that the dc is finally making it dangerous to be a sidekick you know between <laughs> you have the original like three in in speedy robin and kid flash and something bad's happened to all three of them. Yeah, don't encourage them. I'm just saying, you know, that was always Stan Lee's take why there was no, like, sidekicks in Marvel. They're like, who would take a kid into a battle with them? You know, ignoring the fact that Bucky was a kid back in yeah, the day. Yeah, the, the problem is, yeah. this is, all, all the consequences have happened when they're adults and not kids. I know, That's, you know. You, you know, give Damien a bullet and, and maybe we're talking. I feel like it was yeah. Duke he was hoping for was going to catch a bullet, not Damien. I feel like that's what that I was. Just, a, I just went with the towards. youngest one that sprung to mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, if, if you want to take this attitude to Jason, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. Again. Yeah, again. <laughs> catch a crowbar or two. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. far, Damien's the only... No, he's, he's died. Just remember, he died too. Every Robin has died now. And I know you're saying Dick Grayson's not dead, but he's dead to me. So yeah, and Tim only died. Yeah, but still, for the for the sake of storytelling, all the Robins, uh, all the Robins have died at some point. And so is Batman. This was Batman. Except for Duke, but Duke really was never Robin. So Bat- I mean, even uh, Batgirl even was paralyzed. Was, uh, Steph died when she was Robin, so she counts as yeah. both Batgirl and Robin. Uh, mm-hmm. So Cat Cass has not died yet. She's, and Kate's no. not died, I don't think. So yeah, there you go. There's two of them still, still going strong. <laughs> yeah, out, of just, out of just Batman and Robin, they've all died. I just, I remember Wizard used to do these these parody covers, and there was one of Batman with this young boy in the cave, and there were all these Robin costumes. There was like a museum. He's like, I want you to be my Robin, and the kid's like. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good idea. <laughs> like, but it's just wall to wall. There's Robin costumes hanging from the ceiling. There's he's surrounded by cases. It just it cracked me up. Little did they know that would just be twenty years later. Yeah, I, I I think you realize just how silly the age that Damien and some of the the Robins are supposed to be when you see like a kid who's that age cosplaying as Robin at a con. Yeah, and you're like, this is bullshit. I can take him. Let's <laughs> see. That's why Damien makes sense because it's that sense of you don't you don't realize he's been trained by master assassin since birth, you know. Also, so it holds you in a false sense of security. Also, the cosplayers don't have really sharp swords. Um, they do where I'm from, and they make you tie them down. <laughs> okay. The, thanks, Vegas. You can't yeah, mix out the whole swords. They don't give them to the kids, right? I've seen some stuff. <laughs> I've seen some shit. Yeah, no, no joke. If if they came in with a sword that can be drawn out, they they zip tie it down, just because they don't. You know, once somebody gets stabbed at Comic Con San Diego over a Harry Potter seat, like we're not gonna let you play with actual swords. So, I told you Harry Potter was bad. <laughs> You're wrong, sir. Harry Potter's fault. Um, it's that J.K. Rowling. She's just causing chaos wherever she goes. Oh man, we're getting pretty close to the new Fantastic Beasts. You, know, you I, can I, have I, it. I want nothing to do. You, you was, two, go for it. Uh, we will. I was, uh, I was pulling out my Blu-rays and I was like, oh yeah, I get to watch Fantastic Beasts again. This is exciting. Mm, that'd be nice. Do you know how many Harry Potter movies I own on Blu-ray, Matt? 
Not enough. All of them. <laughs> all eight. All eight of the first ones. You don't have Fantastic Beasts yet. Zero. Big fat yeah, zero. Do Pete a favor. You know, get them on digital for him. Well, well, what we need to do, we need to have a PO box just so people can swamp yeah. you with Harry Potter Blu-rays. <laughs> Do you, know, do you know, that's, that's always the, the the thing. If people want to send gifts, I'm, I'm always curious as to how what would the percentage of joke ones be that are just sent to piss me off, as opposed all to of them. not all of them. There'll be one or two nice people who send me something nice. I'm sure of it. Nice people exist. Maybe. But here's the problem: though. I don't know what you have. So, because you <laughs> have a million Blu-rays, true, you are that but... scene in Hot Fuzz where they go to the cabinet, like. You know, the, yeah. the pantry. Yeah. Except, full except, of it. That, except that movie's old enough that it's all DVDs. Yeah, right. it was acceptable enough at the time. Yeah. It's still a lot, though. Even if that's vinyls or CDs or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's still, whatever whatever medium it is, it's it's a ton. So, um, I got rid of a whole bunch. I have a box I have to take to, to the record store mm. that, that takes stuff in. I was just like, if I hadn't watched it in the last five years, it was getting... For the record, for anyone who thinks I got rid of a bunch of a bunch of Blu-rays, I didn't. Like I know the bookcase that was on this side is missing yeah. now. That's because I knocked over the, the bookcase. No, the bookcase smashed. It it fell over and broke, in a fit of rage. Probably. You wasn't got bad at video games. No, I wasn't the cats. It. it was me. I got frustrated at something, and I might have not not intentionally pushed it, but I might have like I backed was... away like in anger, and it went. I was I was kidding, and it turned out to be true. Yeah, you uh, didn't mean. I kicked me and me and Ashley got into a fight over those same Blu-rays yesterday, and I kicked the box um, and broke it. Um, well, at least you didn't punch a wall in your new uh, house already. And for, no, for the record, because it's my house, therefore I have to fix it now. I don't get that angry at video games. This was this was getting angry at a tech troubleshooting on a computer, which does make me livid. That makes me livid when computers don't work when I think they should. I get really salty. That's- that's really me with solid. Any kind of technology. Whether it's my phone, iPad. I, I think it's worse because cable box. He actually he understands exactly what he's looking for, right? Yeah. You know, yes. Whereas Matt's just like, I don't get it. It's just not doing it. <laughs> yes. Or if he's like, like oh, he's, become... he's looking at it, it should work. It's just not doing it. Yeah. I become a caveman, and if I can't yeah. hit it and fix it, it's broken. I mean, it's a lot of every time something doesn't work when I think it should, there'll be some new obscure little fault that I'll find and I'll understand. So next time if it happens again, I can fix it. But every time it happens and it's like always something new. It's like God damn it! What you know? What, what is it? The voltage in the RAM that's not set properly? Is it the the hard drive's not plugged in correctly? Is it this? Is it that? All these stupid things and it just oh, it, it makes you upset. And I get upset. Yeah, fix it, it with the hammer and duct tape. It ain't broke. And the really the upsetting part is in this case, it was just the graphics card I bought was faulty. It wasn't even something I could fix, which is really upsetting because it was all for nothing. I could have just quit right. after five minutes and it'd have been fine. <laughs> I I tried to fix my shower at the old house before you know we moved, and uh, I ended up having to call out a plumber, and it cost me almost three hundred dollars. Had I just called the plumber out, it would have been half the price. But because I thought I can fix it, <laughs> yeah. uh, I made so it was- way worse. So yeah. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't try the plumbing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. ambitious enough for that. Oh no, oh, the plumbers uh, at work are like, oh no, you can do it. It's easy. Yeah, okay. they, they miss. They no, miss. No, that, that's it. When something Chuck. goes wrong, I'm like, oh man, I, I think it's this problem. And my boss is like, ah, you'll be fine. Just go for it. And it just, yeah. it, it doesn't go well, does it? No. Yeah. 
Anyway, <laughs> that was a tangent. Let's move on to the next book, which is Action Comics 1004. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis writing Ryan Sook on the art. And, uh, yeah, so Connor's not reading Bendis Superman because he's a bit Connor. No. Um, so, <laughs> I never said that to bad. Uh, I could feel, the implication was there. I could feel it. It's just it was all in the tone of voice. Oh. All right. Not uh, to make Connor feel dumb, but this is fantastic. <laughs> so it's pretty good. I, I, I did have a, I did have a little bit of an issue with this 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 one. Ooh. With Lois. Oh. Kind of yeah. It, I mean, you had a problem specifically with that she said baby too much, and I agree she said that too much. It was kind of weird. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like like yes, it feels like Lois, but it feels like imposter Lois. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Because here, here's my thing. I mean, if it turns out it's an imposter, then sure, we'll, we'll go down that path. I don't think it is, though. I, I don't either. My thing is, is that the, the issue is mainly, like, it's telling us, okay, so what happened when Clark went to see her? And we see them in bed, and we see them, you know, reconcile, reconcile we see them flying at the end, and it's kind of her explaining. First of all, she, she shows them, oh, John's fine, he's with his, with his grandfather, Grandpa. it was dangerous for me, he's fine. He's, he's, you know, he's, 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 it's I like, love the he hit puberty, by the way, your dad is crazy as you thought he was. <laughs> like, I love that as someone with a dad who I have a difficult relationship, that is something my wife would tell me. Yeah. Your dad is as crazy as you think he is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, I think for me, it's just, I don't know if her, her entire thing, her entire motivation for, for her, like hiding herself from him and wanting to not be living together right now. I don't know if it necessarily click together for me no i say i feel there's gonna be more coming up later yeah but you know this is just the seed of it because whatever i feel whatever happened in space is what caused her to feel this way and we don't know what that is yet now if we get there and it's just something that's kind of like oh well i couldn't be around these kryptonians and be a human then i'm gonna feel a little robbed you know but if something like major happened and she was just a liability and she's like, "Well, I got to go back to what I what I know I'm good at, you know." Then I could, I can see this kind of attitude. Yeah, it just, I just, it never, it never quite clicked for me. Where I'm like, "Okay, I get why she's been doing this." Then I never, never, mm-hmm. never had that moment. She's, she's telling me that she felt that you know Clark and John didn't need her anymore, and she has to go back to her roots and be a writer. It, it just, it felt a little bit like, okay, here's the the the, the drama reason because Ben just wants her to be kind of separate for a while and do her own thing for yeah. a while. Um, as opposed to actually feeling justifiable to the character, it's not a big deal. Like, I'm, I'm, it's not like, oh my god, this is a betrayal of everything they are or anything like that. It's just, I don't know if I quite necessarily feel that the reason is working for me. Now, the stuff that it's teasing that that Lex has apparently offered her her own paper is like, oh, okay, yeah. that's that's a thing we could do. <laughs> that's something interesting. So while I had issues with the amount of time she says "baby" to to Clark, I feel Bendis's voice for her is spot on, like. I just, she has that, that trademark Lois, like, it's the word I'm looking for. Like, there's a bite to her. You know what I mean? It's not quite snark. I don't think snark's the right word. No, yeah. And that's why I didn't want to say snark or salt, but there's a little twinge of attitude. And it's hard to describe, but I think Bendis got it here. Just like with the way that they talk about Lex here, you know? but, oh yeah, that whole idea that like he assumed that Superman was close by, mm-hmm. so she just kind of went yep. along with that assumption, so that he wouldn't try anything yeah. stupid. 
Um, exactly. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Because uh, so. there's the whole scene where Trish like has a photo of uh, Lex with Lois. It starts asking yep. Clark, how do you feel about this? There's rumors about what's going on. They're at uh, the motel bedroom together. And, you know, Clark isn't worried about that, but he, he's he, there's this public perception now. And Perry kicks her out and gets really kind of upset as well. Yeah. Um, I love how he's like, I said I would never hire another gossip columnist after <laughs> Cap Grant. But they assured me you'd be fine, and I've made a huge mistake. Like I, I read that as Job, so, um, but yeah, I love his Perry too. Like this is this is like the amalgamation of all the Perrys from, from pop culture that I love. Like I, I hear Lane Smith in there, you know, but but yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or even uh, Clark and Lois saying Great Caesar's ghost after they have sex. It's, yeah. It's pretty funny. That, so like, again, I don't want to sound pervy, but that scene was hilarious, where they just, it looks like they plop into bed. Why, why would that be uh, pervy sounding? You, you said you found it hilarious. Just, I don't know. When it's it, not when like it you said, to, oh, like, I hope this doesn't sound too pervy, but oh god, I was really sweating during that scene, oh, Lois and Clark, no, oh. But, but yeah, just, just what, the what empty... What the hell did I miss? I come back <laughs> and I just go, Matt going, oh, don't I hope that don't sound pervy. <laughs> just, just the fact that they're... Where are they on the bed? Are they floating? Are they so into it that, that Clark's lifted off? Are they just on the other end of the bed? Like, I don't well, know. You only see the pillows, Matt. Too much thought. A normal yeah. copy could have just been coupled. Could have just been down the bed a bit, doggy style. But they finish and then they plot back to the pillows. But there they're not a normal couple, Pete. He's an alien. That's not well, true. He, they could have been floating, but it could, I could explain this for like, normal people too. This isn't that weird. <laughs> I know, but the fact that I was thinking about it, that's why I didn't want to come off as pervy. Like, you know, it's the, it's the whole mall rats thing, where you're like, well, your friend thinks about superhero sex organs more than anybody I've ever heard. You know? I don't I want never to thought guy. about it. I just said, oh, they were having sex further down the bed. That's all I thought. <laughs> and then they, they lie the back whole, in the bed. The disorientation, too, where they come in upside down. Yeah, that's a nice touch. Like, I like that. And then, then he leaves to go to, to Iron Heights. I thought that was pretty fun, because you had some rogues. Yeah. Well, they're not really rogues. Cop- Copperhead uh, attacked the, the planet at one point, and he, he swoops out and deals with it. Uh, I like how he looks at the, uh, the, the the old newspaper, the front cover, the uh, Death of Superman cover. He's like, hey, good old Daisy, Perry. Eh? <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> also, the him checking Perry for cancer, I was just like, oh, man. Like, yeah, because Perry asked for it, like, he's asked for it a few times, and he's like, Nope, still no saying I can't, so you're, you're good, Perry. Yep. And he's like, Ah, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, All right, yep. that's a neat touch. Um, but, no, I mean, the, uh, I think the ending. We gotta talk about the scene. Yeah. Okay, talk about the end, and we'll talk about the, the middle part. Yeah, I just want to say that the ending is kind of perfect, though. I think that, as much as I have some problems with her, her reasons for why she's doing what she's doing right now, I think the ending scene is perfectly sweet, and it feels very Clark and Lois. It feels like, you know, you know, small villain Lois, even if you want to put it that way, yeah. uh, where it doesn't matter that you know they're flying, and you know, it's, it, it, this issue is reaffirming that hey, anyone who's worried about them splitting up, splitting them up, it's not happening. He's doing something different for a while where they're not necessarily being like a married unit, but right. there's there's nothing weird you need to be worried about necessarily. Although I will say, I do get this feeling though that John's going to come back a bit older. Me too. He's going to come back and he's going to be like 14, 15. He's going to be like a proper teen. It seems the way she was talking about it was like he hit puberty and turned into a monster. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like... <laughs> uh, 
Uh, speaking of pervy, yeah, horny little teenage yeah. John going around with his heat vision. Um, and, uh, which, I mean... The, in that last scene, too, where he wants to read her book, and she's like, well, it's not ready. And he's like, well, Cat Grant already read it. And, like, Lois gets legit pissed. Because, mm. of course, Cat got yeah. an advanced copy. But I thought that it's those little touches right there where they do feel like a married couple. Yeah. You know? Which, by the way, the, you know, they've had the recap pages on these action comics issues. This one, it's Lois's desk at the, the motel right now. Yep. And one of the posts that says Supergirl season three, uh, an issue twenty three out now, like as if she's put a reminder up saying go buy the Blu-ray, <laughs> season three's out. Oh shoot! I didn't notice that one. Yeah, I noticed that I like one. I, thought... tell... I like the tell Clark I'm back question mark. Mm. Um, Jurgen's case files is on there. Factual comparison of Burn and Bendis Man of Steel. There's another uh, uh, reference to this this event or whatever he's doing coming up. The Leviathan. Yeah. They have five texts from Snapper Carr. Um, there's on her phone. It's got the Shazam, the official movie soundtrack. Um, yeah, it's a very meta page, isn't it? <laughs> and I like, yeah, I like what she's talking about in that article. Did you read that? I had a glance at it. Remind me. So it's just basically how, like, these three simple ideas that Superman stands for, choose just in the American way. In modern times, they've been perverted by by others in power that should know better. But mm. what makes Superman so great is he still uses what they mean to him. So, like, yeah, why they've changed in the public consciousness, they haven't changed the Superman. So he's going to do it in his own way. Um, it says, even if everything were to rewind back to normal by the time you read this, which it won't, but even if it did, these ideas have been so abused and manipulated that the healing, the attempt to find our compass in the modern age will take years. We're lucky to have someone like Superman who believes in these concepts as a religion. And it's just like, all right, well, Bendis, can you have essays like uh, in the back of those Phillips and Brubaker books? Because <laughs> I would read this. Like, just what, what he thinks of Superman in the modern era, you know, to pick his brain just a little bit. So, what you're saying is you want, you know how uh, Morrison did the uh, the Super Gods book? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you, you want a Bendis book. Well, because I bought, I bought Bendis's book, but it was more of like, textbook of yeah. how to make comics but well, that's fine because it's fun like you have these you have these guest chapters by like matt fraction and kelly sue and and all yeah. of his friends rucka has one and stuff but it wasn't the same it wasn't like this let's break it down why yeah. superheroes are the way they are have, have Which I need... no every time i go to buy it at barnes and noble they they can't find the copy i got and, it really um, cheap um yeah uh, at one point um i think like it was uh my comic store had a few copies and it was like mm -hmm. uh, one of the sales they were doing and it was like, really yeah. cheap so i thought oh, i'll grab it yeah. and i mean and i can order it from amazon when i want but i still like to go to a store and find yeah. things you know that's part of the hunt or whatever but yeah but i i love when when writers that i enjoy break down these superhero concepts so and just that one by lois feels like a lois article but also like Hey, let's have this full thing. Yeah, no, it's good. But um, the the kiss. What would you feel about? They're they're in the middle of Chicago. <clears throat> Superman swoops down, and he kisses his wife. Um, I just took that people like oh secret identity, but the way that I feel, it's like at this moment he hasn't seen Lois in so long. Yeah, he just doesn't. Care. That's just a problem for me. I, I remember me uh, our friend James, when this image got released, yeah. this preview image said, "Oh, I don't know what yeah. you think it is because why would they kiss in public like that?" 
Um, two things. One, yeah, I don't think Superman cares at this point. And then two, I don't think anyone knows that's Lois Lane. Because A, she's got a wig on since she's yeah. in Chicago. I, I don't think yeah. it's a concern. I really don't. No. It's just like, well, who's Superman's girlfriend? Yeah. You know? Like, who is this lady? Yeah. So, yeah, I love how that scene plays out, though. Because it's... T- it's textless. It's just images. Because because we'd we'd seen that, the start of this oh. scene before. This was a few issues ago. Yeah. We saw the ending, which didn't actually happen until uh, this issue. Right. Right. I mean, it, it says it's, uh, some of the conversation happened last night because he. Well, no, yeah. it did happen because he mentioned it to Jimmy last issue. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. Lois. So so this is a, a, a tennis match. It's what's going, it's going on. Yeah, so. it's going back and forth. Yeah. yeah. But then eventually, like the next time he sees her, it's after he's seen uh, Lex. So we see before and after that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's oh, pretty no, good. She knocks the, yeah, he knocks her wig off when he swoops in, and she says, "Hi, honey." But yeah, it's not like anybody's paying attention to it. It's not like, I mean, that guy in the phone comes up behind him, but it's because Superman's there making out with a lady. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I, I mean, I, they never even, never even really cross my mind more than a second me neither i just as a fan of superman and lois or clark and lois the fact that we got this scene and yeah, the scene the is gorgeous it, i mean connor's not read like, this one but he was mentioning the how stacked it is for art this week this is on the pile <laughs> yes it is so you know that's the thing but yeah uh but anyway so uh rate the book matt oh so we can move on. a nine but i'm biased nine so. i would give it an eight i i think lois's reasons feel a little bit just here's the reason so that we can do the plot with what to do as opposed to something that feels completely natural to me yet but so so john comes back in what three issues it's it's 10,007 or 1,007 10, matt how many Shit, issues are we getting in the next few months what century are we in yeah. <laughs> but it's it's 10.07 that came out as 10,007 but i meant to say 10.07 um but yeah um so we, we have three issues to, to i think find out Okay. You know, and if the if, if the payoff doesn't doesn't equate, I'll be a little bit of upset. But I'm enjoying this enough. You know, action is still one of my no, favorite. I, mean, I like everything else about it. I like the supporting cast. I like Perry. I yeah. like the Trish stuff, um, with her being invasive. Ooh. All the actual. Find part- out Greg Cloud is that, that's the tease at the end of this issue. So. Um. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's got an idea, right? He's got. He, yep. he thinks he knows who it is. Um. Uh. But you. Yeah, you, know, you, you get all this stuff. The, the Lewis and Clark moments are actually really sweet, especially the, the scene at the end. Uh, it's just yeah. some of our, our reasons feel a little bit just kind of forced so that we can do the, the plot we want to do, as opposed mm-hmm. to feeling natural to to, to make sense. But yeah. it's not it's not a huge deal, I think, in the long run. Well, let's we'll see how it goes. But uh, uh, it's good. All right, that'll take us on to the Flash number fifty-seven. Joshua Williamson, Ray, and Scott Collins on the art. This is rounding out the Heatwave, uh, Sage Force arc. Um, setting up the, 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 the forced quest that Barry's going to go on at the end of the issue. Um, what do you think, Cara? You've been quiet. And you, yeah, no, the last I liked issue. it. Uh, just a little side note on, on this issue before, you know, talk about what I said to you in it. This is show notes when he was talking about Wally. It didn't sound like yeah. he was gone. It sounded like, oh, no, he's just away at Sanctuary. You know, mm-hmm. As opposed to a couple of issues ago where we were questioning it. Oh, true, um, yeah. But uh, it really just sounded like, no, 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 he's over at Sanctuary in this you issue. You know, but when you're a Flash, are you ever really gone? Because timey wimey, no, no, that's true. Timey wimey, yeah. indeed. Oh. Uh, yeah. um, as for the issue itself, yeah, it's not bad. It's uh, it's kind of just a continuation of what we've been doing. 
Yeah, it's fun um, stuff. There's some reveals there about Iris remembering that she actually researched the forces before, yeah. before don't, Flashpoint. I, don't, I like don't the like idea of the uh, the fire maze you, early on. You don't like that? Why yeah. do you not like that, Matt? I just... It feels like a, a, a clumsy retcon that she's in like, oh, well, no, these forces were always there. No, I have Except to agree. It kind of feels weren't. a bit easy. Right. I mean, so, I, I think for me, the reason why I'm not against it as of yet is because it's like, well, okay, why was she researching that these? I'm assuming I, they're going to get, we're going to get to that. I'm assuming there's I going just, to be more, more to this. I just, I like the idea that maybe whatever happened in Flashpoint also gave birth to these forces, and if she was doing them before Flashpoint, then, you know, I, I guess that, it's just. Wait, why it's did still, you think Flashpoint had anything to do with creating them? I just. That's that's my jumping off point for Williamson. Is like as much as it pays homage to the to the John stuff, I feel like the whole Iris remembering, but very not. I feel that's the crux, right? So I felt like anything new happened to Barry happened post Flashpoint. Like that's just that's my own interpretation. I think for, for me, at least, the idea that all these forces came about because of uh, you know the, the no justice stuff, mm-hmm. that's kind of what set this mm-hmm. into motion. The idea that this was going on pre-Flashpoint, where yeah, we weren't any even remotely in this yeah. similar place. No, kind I mean, of feels a bit easy to well, me because as these a, are... an excuse to have her no information. Because because we know that Zolomon knew about them from from his time in the future, right? Right. So. Yeah. So again, it's all this timey wimey stuff. I mean, but it just it doesn't feel like outside of the Steel Force. But then again, you can make the argument the Steel Force existed before this. Because of the turtle. Yeah. So why wouldn't the other ones? But it, yeah. Was, the thing is, though, is that, I mean, no justice is why they all broke out because they broke the source wall. But that that doesn't mean they didn't exist before. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they weren't there to be researched in some capacity. And maybe it was because something Zolomon related that she found out about them, That's, or maybe something else. Like, yeah. it's like, like I said, to me, it feels at the moment like an easy way to, for her to have information. Like, oh, we needed to know well, she something. To, yeah, she has to come along on this Force quest, and we have to... She can't just be there, you know, for whatever reason. You gotta give her a reason. Uh, even even in this issue, you know, where where she's just like, oh, how do I know that? It's like, oh, I, you know, that information that she knows just to to solve the problem. It's like, uh, how are we going to get out of this? Oh, she remembers something. Like it feels like such an easy get out of jail free thing. I mean, potentially, but if they don't do anything with it, then fair enough, I'll agree with that. But given the fact that she's going on the force quest with him, which is a really sweet moment then, by the way, when when you think yeah. she's going to be pissed that he's leaving for a while. And he's like really like upset about having to tell her that he's going on this force quest. He's like, "No, I'm coming with you, dummy." And we get that nice yeah. big spread of him carrying sure. her off. Like, I feel like no, she's going with them. So we're going to we're going to further explore this. The fact that she has knowledge about these things, um, I don't think it's going to be just a one time thing. Like this has to be at least tied into why she knows about them before. Yeah. I just, I, I guess, I, I'm kind of with Matt. I'm just, also, I'm not keen on the idea that she knew about them before. I like the idea. I, I liked when this was a whole fresh concept of okay, f- breaking out of no, uh, no justice, uh, you know, new justice. We got this, this whole stuff, and then like, okay, you know, it was going on before. Even if they weren't active, active forces, she was researching them for some reason. It's less interesting to me. Yeah, I can agree with that. I feel like these things always had to exist in some capacity. We may never read about them or known about them, but they had to exist in some form. Well, so, what, what we find out at the end about the multiverse, what if 
there's some way she's getting another multiverse's Iris's memories. I I could see that because we've got we've got this Hunter Zolomon that I'm not convinced is our Hunter Zolomon. No, it's a Hunter Zolomon. Yes, it's a Hunter Zolomon. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I I'm enjoying it enough though. I like the stuff with Heatwave here, um, and about about Wally and and Burns, uh, trying to talk him down, but it takes cold. You know, not yeah. Captain Cold, but Commander Cold masquerading. Yeah, him, him pretending to him. be Captain Cold was good. I like that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that and, stuff. And I like how they played off the heat and the cold because it, I love, I love their dichotomy. And even just before that, even when he's just blasting Heatwave when he's lying there with the guns just to keep him cool yeah. because he's going to go nuclear, uh, which is yeah. kind of a yeah. fun visual, if nothing else. No, I think Cold had a lot of good stuff in this, in this issue. Even you know, the the moment. Um, where he says, oh, you know, call me Henry. And he's like, oh, that's my dad's name. He's like, yeah, I, I know. That, that's, that's all history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your history he's too. He's the West. He's in No, I, I happen to agree. I, I think this is the, yeah. the uh, that clue. Yeah, he's actually yeah. a descendant of Barry, yeah. yeah. I can see it. I, I, no, I like that. I like, I like them having their moment and uh, the, the sweet ending. And, of course, the, the, the multiverse cliffhanger of, oh, wait, this is Hunter Zolomon's going to run killing Flashies. Uh, yeah. in different places yeah. and and let's start off with the big problem with this epilogue is mm-hmm. that why would you waste someone as cool as johnny thunder here yeah oh, well, you make matt yeah like, like, i mean i'm just saying I, I get it you want to kill off a different flash you know you know make make the point but did you have to have a cool one because i'd have i'd have liked to read read more stories because Man, i want to read this justice writers i gotta track this down because <laughs> Yeah, just the idea of the, the Justice League in the Old West. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, also, it's worth mentioning, I, I don't think this is an art mistake. Uh, Zolomon doesn't have like a mouth. It's, it's, it's like he's got like just a yeah. blank, expressionless skin. Uh, what I thought that was, was he blur. was doing the, the, the vibrating blur thing. Okay. Yeah, to right. hide his identity. Which is weird, given that he announces who he is. Claiming who yeah. he is. Yeah. yeah. Which is why what I never thought not? of that, I don't think. Yeah. What if it's if it's a, you know? But now you've mentioned yeah. that I can kind of see all these little speed lines as if he is going back and forth. Yeah, I think that's what it was supposed to be. I could be wrong. That's that's the impression I got. Um, and like I say, I think it's weird given that he's he's proclaiming his identity, saying, "Oh, I'm Hunter Zolomon," and it's like, okay, so who are you really? You I, guess, I guess he's just always vibrating. That's his thing. He just always does it, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. even if you know who he is, it's still creepy that he's he's all faceless. And also, who's he saying this to? <laughs> He's just killed the dude. This is this is one of those things I really don't like. Oh, this is just a comic book thing in general. This isn't this it issue. Is. No, it is. It is. But it's one of those things that always bugs me. <coughs> have them say it to someone at least. Okay. Uh, uh, or have it be in a monologue. I, I would treat with the mystery of how Iris was researching this stuff. I'm curious because I do think they're going to touch on that more. It feels like it feels like beyond just having the emotional beat of her remembering the wedding and remembering stuff that Barry isn't that there's going to be more plot that comes from the fact that she rem- she's remembering certain things uh and that, that, that could go good it could go bad but I'm, I'm intrigued right now as to, to where that that ends up but force yeah. quest should be fun uh yeah we'll see what see where that goes uh heatwave <sighs> stuff was good um i liked how warden wolf was was flipping his shit because because heatwave was gone and then yep. you know barry just kind of puts them back in the building and they kind of wake up as if it's like oh yeah, what happened? Should should they not be finding Barry in there as well? Or was it no? He was as a Flash, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he was a Flash. Uh, so um, 
so Barnes is just like, oh, it's such a weird dream that I had. All that yeah. weird flame yeah. stuff. And and heat waves all unscathed. Healed. Yeah. Which, again, I like because I feel like this is Williamson's long way of fixing the New 52 versions. So, yeah, I could see that. Um, and if he starts having the sense of humor that the TV show version does, because I never thought I'd say this, but Mech on Legends is like my favorite heat wave at this point. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, mine too. He's hilarious. It's great. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't look as cool. He's not got a cool suit around like that, but I mean, it's a sense no, of humor. Personality is what counts. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else you want to add, Matt? No, I'm good. I mean, the art, it's Colin still, right? Yeah, it's not yeah, Colin's. It's, it's, it's yeah. what you expect, right? Yeah, it was exactly. consistent in the last few. Um, Which is good, because you, you, you were quite positive in the last few. Um, yeah. All right, so there you go. That is uh, that is The Flash. Uh, we're rating it, Matt. What are you giving it? Oh, this was a... This is an eight. This is a, it's a fun issue. I had a lot of fun with it. Connor? I'm breaking away a little bit, because I'm, I'm giving it a solid seven. It's pretty good. Cool. I will go. With... I will also go with an eight. I thought it was really good, solid. Yeah. Um, I think Flash has been consistently solid for a while. Yeah. At this point. All right. Moving on. Batgirl number twenty-eight. Uh, oh, I forgot how to say her name. Uh, Meg Red Meg Scott. Red. Yeah. Oh man. Right. Uh, and... My shop didn't get this. Oh, did you get this? And I forgot to read it. Oh yeah. man. Uh, to get it digitally. Paul, uh, Paul Pelletier on the on the art uh, the uh, with that fantastic variant cover, which may come up in the conversation uh, towards the end of the, yeah, the show. Yeah, the variant, the Middleton one, right? Yeah, it is, it is something else. Um, it's been my phone background since it was revealed. <laughs> so see, I can't, I can't have dark phone backgrounds because it bugs me. I need the light ones. Uh, I, I need one with a bit of brightness to it, so it pops when I unlock the phone. And I like it because I often look at my phone in the dark, and the less blinding it is, the better for my eyes. <laughs> See, oh, that Middleton one is it's incredible. No, I, I like to use. I, I don't like bothering putting the torch on my phone on, but I like just using the brightness of my phone to see where I'm going at night. I see what you do is, is you have your lock screen be the darker one, but then you swipe uh, it. Oh no, no, I can't have different things. What? That's what that's weird. No, I've always had thing. different uh, two different ones. Always. No, no, never. That's. That is, oh, just horrible. That, okay, this is one of Connor's weird things that just make no sense, and he's he's pernickety about. Um, Y'all keep talking. I'm skimming through Batgirl right now. He's skimming so. through Batgirl. <laughs> yeah, we gotta kill another couple of minutes. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah these are good. So, so Batgirl um, was able to grotesque, and do you know what I like about this is it very quickly answers the obvious thing we were guessing last issue, which yeah. is who the real grotesque or the new grotesque is who's actually killing people. Um, and it's still very much tied to the dark web, um, which I kind of like because it feels like more of a Batgirl villain given that she's so you know good with computers. You know, it feels more in her wheelhouse. Um, but I, I like uh, like how kind of manic he feels because you know the dark web's talking to him and he feels kind of unhinged and he's you know going around. And Batgirl kind of realizes, and by the end she realizes that this this art auction that's going on is a is a long game by grotesque to to commit a massacre essentially um so she's she's speeding off towards the end the heart of the issue though i think is the scene between barbara and her dad um i feel like it should be i found it a little clunky a little clunky okay yeah uh where she comes home and he's like you're sneaking home like a teenager when you should be getting rest because it's not like he's like oh because she's an adult she can do what she wants but it's like no no you're supposed to be getting rest because you've collapsed like multiple times now at this point um 
and she brings up uh, how she always has to be the best because that's what gardens are. She can never just rest, and she f- and she sort of in an indirect says, "Oh, you kind of pressured me a bit when I was when I was healing from from my my gunshot and and so on." Um, and it gets to kind of some of the heart of that. But uh, I thought it was a pretty sweet scene. Um, I I like a lot of what it's saying, uh, mm. but it's just just a little clunkily executed. It kind of took away from it a bit for me. But okay. overall, I like the the point of the scene. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? I'm just uh, I'm just opening it. The, 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 the regular cover is pretty good as well. It's just not as good as the variant. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a perfectly good cover. I, mean, yeah. I take by the look of this is one of the foil covers for yeah. this month. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of those. In all, in all... I I like the foil versions, um, where yeah. it pops a little. The the standard version where it, right. it just looks like block colors and it's a bit too overpowering. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but the thing with the detective, the detective who's grotesque is. We see that as a way to control him. I assume this is his dead wife or dead girlfriend. Yeah. The, the the dark web kind of creates in the the hologram to to be with yeah. him. Um, it points out that he's just an addict and he just needs his next fix. To, yeah. You know, okay. And so you so you're thinking, oh, so what was he addicted to? And then you get this scene where it's where it's his dead wife. So that, this is what he's addicted to. Uh, yeah. Which is at least an interesting because he's not necessarily an interesting character that much on his own, but like that's at least an interesting. That's a wrinkle. Yeah. yeah. That's a wrinkle. Um, and, you know, Bab struggling with her grappling and falling down and, like, oh, I don't usually have this many hands. I thought it was a nice little, yeah. nice little yeah. touch. And then at the end, you've got to rush into the art uh, gallery because, obviously, you know, Gordon's there. Yeah, and she's still got the clock tower, which is, she's got a nice base in Gotham still. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay for her just to move back to, to Gotham and the clock tower permanently. Yeah, I'm okay with that, too. The Belfry. Yeah. Sure. Not the Belfry. Yeah. The Belfry's a different thing. Is it? Yeah, the Belfry's Tim's one for the right. team. For the detective. Team. So that's a bit... Oh, the, the bird's watchtower. Yeah, yeah, the clock tower. Clock yeah. Tower. Yeah. yeah. I tried to call it a watchtower because that's the Justice League satellite. That's the Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to keep all yeah, these yeah, names Tim. in check. Do you know when Smallville <laughs> combined them? Because they had a they had um, Chloe by a, Chloe. a clock tower. Yep. She had a, they had to buy a clock tower to be, you know, Oracle essentially, but they called it Watchtower. Yeah, they called her Watchtower. They called her Watchtower as well. Yeah, I gotta. They called her, her Watchtower. Watch I'm afraid. What yeah, a I didn't remember name. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pete, because she was watching from a tower, therefore, she's Watchtower. I get that. I get that name if you're talking to someone who's like seven foot tall and it's a joke about their height, but. <laughs> <laughs> to to call like a five foot four person watchtower is bizarre to me. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah, you know, I keep going to watch the fog on Amazon, and every time it's not the original fog. It's, it's the, the Tom Welling one. Tom Welling, and it makes me so mad because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have the year by it. So you, you you're clicking through, you're like, oh, there's the fog, and you're like. Oh God no, it's the one I don't want to watch. I want to watch the original. I've never seen the remake, but I have to imagine oh, the, the, the good synthy John Carpenter oh. score is also not yeah, matched anyway. I haven't seen the original, but I know it's better than the remake because I've seen the remake and it's <laughs> ungood. Because it has to be. So, to, yeah, to, just, to, yeah. To quote, to quote the rules. Jails from the, the episode The Wish from the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah. when they're in an alternate reality where Buffy never came to Sunnydale, Jails just had to take a leap of faith that the world that he's going back to is better than the one they're in. But he says it has to be because this world's terrible. 
Yeah. And it's a good emotional point. Because Cordelia made a wish. It was a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not <laughs> enabling you. You don't have to, man. <laughs> I'll no, go. No, I keep telling you to watch Smallville, but my, my wife's never seen Buffy, so we might have to... Oh, yeah, go on that first. Come on, now. i got to find where it's streaming. Go on, now. But... This is important. Yeah. Smallville might be a funnier experience, though. Yeah, but I've seen most of those. I, I quit. I rage quit after Jimmy Olsen's Secret Agent. So... <laughs> I was like, I've had enough. And then I'd gone through a lot with Smallville, so... But... It's mostly enjoyable. I I will say that. I'm afraid to go back to it though. So how enjoyable was it when you're afraid? Oh God, we we just done season one on the off season for TV Multiverse, and oh. every scene with Clark and Lana talking about their feelings was. Well, it's because Lana's the worst. That's <laughs> yeah. She is. It it baff it's bafflingly awful how it's written. Bafflingly. Yeah. Even when she would show up on different shows, it would aggravate me. When Kristen Crook, and and now it's an in joke with me and my wife, where a, a TV character that shows up that annoys me is now Alana, so yeah, I can get behind that. Um, Bad Girl was good though. We got a bit off track. Yeah, but... Matt, have you read it now? Um, no, I skimmed it and I saw the the part you guys were talking about. I <laughs> yeah, need to go back and yeah, yeah. No. Moving's fun, guys. You end up forgetting things. Well, I, I mean, the, the book's been pretty solid this arc. Um, I'm still digging it. I think her voice for Babs is good. Uh, Politeer's art's very good. So yeah, um, yeah, it's a nice, it's a different style to what we've been having before. Um, yeah. but I like it. I like, the, I like the costume as well. Having this costume is a nice change yeah. of pace. I think. Yeah, I like most of it. Yeah, I like the cause. The only thing I don't like is the way that the the, the the symbol kind of straps over the shoulders and under. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's like weird. It. But the colors I really like. I, I like how it feels old school. Um, I'm yeah. digging that. I guess she has a backpack instead of utility belt. That's cool. Hmm. So that's what that strap is, right? Like yeah. The yeah. Back. yeah. Um, what are we giving it, Car? Uh, I'll give it a eight. Yeah. <laughs> an eight? Eight. An eight. eight. Yeah. It's, it's a it's yeah. a eight, as in a so Nathan. It's a Legends tomorrow. Or yes. A le- Legends reference. I'll give it an eight out of out of uh, Bebo. <laughs> I like this scale. <laughs> That said, it, about Bebo, I, mean, I, need to, I, I need assume to... at that point it's a comedy scale, and Nate out of Bebo is pretty high. That's pretty funny on that, on that scale. No, we yes. don't have shirts, but that should be the first shirt. It's a Nate out of Bebo. <laughs> it's a Nate out of Bebo. <laughs> <laughs> we have had so many, that should be the first shirt. Uh, yeah. Hey, last week, uh, Matt was talking about someone called Gene Superman, and I, I don't know who I was like, who's this woman? Gene Superman. I don't, I don't Gene know. Gene Superman. <laughs> I think we decided she was an attorney. Yes. <laughs> what the hell did I miss? It popped well, up. I was talking about at the end of... of Sideways. Sideways. Uh, Spoilers, guys, if you didn't watch last week's, but the t-shirt and jean version pops right. up. Right, okay. And he just so said, said he just, he just Gene shouted Gene Superman, and I'm like, who's Gene Superman? <laughs> I should have said Gene's Superman, but I left the ass off, and now we have a new lawyer character, Gene yes. Superman, attorney at law. All right. Uh, yeah, Batgirl was was uh, was good. I'll get uh, <laughs> eight. I'll go with it as well. He's also getting a, a need out of Bubo. <laughs> Bubo? No, Bebo. Bebo. Whatever. Don't don't don't, don't you mistake the name of our Lord and Savior, Matt. Filthy casual hasn't watched it properly. I I haven't. I keep mean. It's it's funny too. Is the my comic book uh, owner? He he moved back. To New York to take care of his mom, but he came back and he's like, you, "You've seen Bebo, right?" 
So even he knew, like, this is something I need to see. I mean, no, no, not only that, the, the episode where Bebo's introduced is when he gets worshipped by Vikings as a god. That's And that's why he said I need to watch it. And this was about... When, uh, I had just found out about it that week from you guys, so mm-hmm. it was this weird coincidence that he brought up Bebo. I love the idea that just everyone in Matt's life knows, <laughs> oh, hey, it's a Viking-related thing. Hey, Matt, you'll like this. Oh, and it's bear-related. It's like two of your things. Like, yes. here you go. Yeah. All right, moving on. Moving on to the next book, uh, Justice League did, Odyssey did, issue two. Did Matt write it. We didn't read it. No, because I didn't read it. Oh, I skimmed it. <laughs> Justice League Odyssey issue two. Joshua Williamson uh, and I was going to try to say it properly. Sergic. Yeah, yeah. Sergic. Story Yes. So. Um, his final issue in the book, unfortunately, which is a shame because his art's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, but, 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 get a third issue from him. Uh, I don't think so. Just the two. Maybe he'll come back arcs down the line, but I think for now this is yeah. it. He couldn't gone out with more Starfire, so I'm quite happy. Hell of an opening page. Yes. Oh yeah. Dark side is no more. Yeah, I love uh, how I love how that was intentionally written, knowing you know that Darkseid has become a thing, a bigger thing now because of Mister Miracle. Like that was intentional. Yeah, that was Williamson p- playing with that. So, uh, no, so just like Odyssey issue two, Darkseid kind of trying to explain why he's called them all there, but the whole you know, the your gods, and he's like Jessica Cruz. No, no, no one wants a novice Green Lantern here. It's these three who are important, uh, but of course they don't they don't listen to him. They, they want to fight him. No. Um, and I like because they were kind of holding their own. I was like, "This is weird." I should still take the whole Justice League. And I'm glad that Cyborg pointed out and said, "You know, uh, Dark Side, I would never have tried to fight you mono and mono before. You must have gotten weak." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, again. I, I will you say must I thought, be losing your touch. That yes. thought it was line. weird that Jess was going up uh, against him alone, like, and, and going, "Hey, I can handle you." And uh, she's like, "You know, going, oh yeah, we, you know, I may have had problems, but now I'm, I'm, I'm better. I can handle you." But, I didn't feel like she was that much better. Like she, that, that was overconfident no, better. But the fact that she knows now that he's, you know, he's not as strong as he was. But, no, but because the last time she saw that's... him, he was a baby. So, mm. you know, he can't be the same. Yeah, um, so but it, I like it still that. felt a little overconfident for Jess. To but me. you know what, though? If I'm going to look at it meta, and because of Mr. Miracle, if Darkseid represents depression, and she's out of that now because she's learned... You know, through being a Green Lantern, then Darkseid holds no power over her anymore, right? Beautifully put, sure. Matt. Right. So I that's all that was able... the intention when it was being written, but sure. Yeah. Um, listen to him; he's just being cynical. Uh, <laughs> I still like the book a lot. Yeah. So they they find this Starfire statue. They're on a planet that worships Starfire. And she's because who doesn't? She's right? all confused. <laughs> and this one survivor shows up. Uh, Jess is still trying to arrest him because she's like, no, you're broke the damn law. <laughs> you're going to prison. Yeah. I'll go to Oa. Uh, and then that's when Alien's alive and he tries to like speak and Jess translates with a ring and blah, 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 blah. And basically... I like, love oh. how Jess though goes, don't touch him, Corey. Because they have to remind us that Corey can assimilate language through touch. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since so, anyone mentioned that. So, I mean, there's yeah. worth pointing well, out. See, I, I shortly... I'm trying to think. It was... Last spring, I read the Connor Palmiotti stuff, mm. where they mm-hmm. still use like like she assimilates language through kissing. Yeah, and so she assimilated the dolphin language through kissing a dolphin, 
right? So she could talk to them. That's how she's able to train them. Okay, that so that, that was, was someone being pervy. Someone someone was like, "I'm really into well, dolphin sex. I'm going to draw well, a card." No, she kissed him on the muzzle. It was sweet. It was. Like, that was such a good book. It was. It was so fun. But I just love because it made it seem like Jess knew, like, no, don't don't be kissing strange aliens, Corey. <laughs> you know? Do you know? And then luckily got... we find out that she can assimilate through through touch still. Yeah. So I, I had a really cynical moment when when Jess started translating. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's her purpose in the book. She's she's like cyborg. She's just a translator. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, just you being cynical. Just, just doing it once does not mean that's an entire purpose. No, I know. That's why I said it just crossed my mind. If I, just, yeah, no, for me, that's like, no, no, no. The writer's remembering that they can use all the characters' assets yeah. here or no, there. No, I know. Like I said, I was being cynical. Because if well, they didn't do this, like, you'd be like, why isn't Jess just translating with a ring? You'd, you'd make that complaint. Well, that was my first thought, was how come she's not translating? When he, he comes up and the only word you understand is Corey's name. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, it's but, all like, oh, you know, Starfire made, made us happy, we followed your rule and we were, we were happy and worshipped you, blah, blah, And then we see, like, Brainiac's big head, <laughs> like, yep, the demon. Them. Yeah, it's the demon. And, you know, they're, they're all trapped, but then when they get taken away and they're freed into the ghost sector, which they had a prophecy about, which I think I think is very yeah. interesting. I feel there's some, some, some sort of time loopiness going on here. Yeah, I feel like that is probably the case. Yeah. Which is, which is weird if Jess is involved in this, because... She already did a time loopy thing in yeah. in, in her book. Lanterns. Although interestingly, her her presence doesn't seem to have an effect on the actual time loopiness of it because she's not one of the gods. No, nope. she's just kind of there. So it's interesting. The ride. Uh, but yeah, so basically separating them and freeing them from the the bottles actually ruined the planet. The atmosphere just crumbled and it became a wasteland. And and then oh. the angels came. And yep. then the angels came, which do it may just be me, but do they look a bit parody me? I Perhaps. thought Thanagarian. I thought, uh, yeah. I okay, got I can see that. So I think the, the wings are too wide for parademons. Yeah, that's fair. Because they're just little small silhouettes. You can't really make out any. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like parademons, the wings, they're, they're too bird like, where the parademons are more almost batish. I think they were just in my head because Dark Side's in the issue. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. No, it could be. I, yeah, could... I did like, I like John Paul saying, well, so where do we find the ones that worship me? <laughs> like if anyone's gonna break bad during this it's gonna be him yeah and you i like know? how yeah. uh, who is, is it cyborg that says uh it's cyborg is like oh is that supposed to be funny like, yeah want to yeah. be batman yep. <laughs> yeah yeah i like that just makes you know figures to separate them yeah physically that's cool that's good uh um, but then the the alien dies and she absorbs his language she translates the things um but the whatever she takes from also and in, sort of infests her with this power uh, yeah. That she can't control. So her cliffhanger is her going overload. It's very similar to Wonder Woman getting the uh, Hecate powers at the end yeah, of the, the second issue of that. It is, yeah. But uh, it looks gorgeous, though. I can't, I cannot fault. Oh, it does. In the the glow from the the statue, like holding the hearts yep. shaped stone thing behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, all those panels, they they look fantastic. Well, and I, and I like too when she, you know, gets the the fire. The green kind of makes those horns like that alien species has up on yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, such no. a good looking book, and yeah, I can't remember who. Can you remember who the new artist is? I want to say Brion is, but I, I'm I'm pulling that. That, out of my that ass. sounds like it might be right because yeah. I remember thinking it was someone who's okay. You know, that perfectly acceptable. More more but... house style though, rather than 
special. It's just yeah. a step down from this, isn't it? No, well, almost anyone is, admittedly. Yeah. I mean, I I got my fill of Cedric Starfire now, which when this book got announced, I was so hyped for it. So I'm I'm okay for now. You know, I'm going. I'm going to message Starfire. Later. I'm going to message Jess. Yeah. Even his dark side in his weird mm. hood. That's not really a hood because it doesn't cover his full head at points. But like, that is an odd fashion choice for dark side. Yeah. Know. Yeah. There's points where it just kind of goes up to the back of the the crown, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the mythology here of the time loopy stuff where, okay, how did they end up being worshipped in the, the prophecy of the ghost sector and all this stuff? How does that happen? What's its rele- relevance and how do they sort of come back and kind of fix it? Or not? Or, cause, or do they? Or do they, yeah. Because um, they're obviously not going to be trapped in the past forever. I'm assuming, assuming they'll get, they'll get no, back. No, but, but this is the sort of story where it just coming to pass as they've seen it now. Mm. Right. could have like some good implications for the book and the team going forward trying to you know, mm-hmm. deal with that well because yeah. yeah don't forget they're still the rogue justice league team like they went off on their own yeah they stole they're the kind of teaming with dark side so this what i like about this book is it can go anywhere and because of how it's set up it's not going to feel like it's getting too wacky because it's wacky yeah. from the beginning and, and if i'll we say this it def- someone we've it- got someone expendable in Azrael. <laughs> yeah it, f- it feels very like so some new books will start, and they can t- you can tell someone had an idea for a concept. We're okay. We want this team to go, th- go together, but there'll not necessarily be a plot attached to the idea. The writer just kind of comes up with something because there has to be a plot. This feels like it's really seeded in. No, no, no. He had Williamson had an idea for what the, the, the at least the first big story was going to be, and this is why yeah, they're together yeah. as a team. Uh, so yeah, there's there's still a question mark about the the long term future of the book. Yeah, you know, the longevity of, of yeah. the team. And what the purpose is beyond you know this first story. Hey, if it's just one big twelve issue story and that's all it's going to be, then I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. could be cool. Yeah, me too. As long as Jess goes somewhere after that, so. can't be doing, not be doing with my Jess fix. And Starfire, obviously. And yeah. obviously. Yeah. Well, right, so what are we rating it? That's a good point. What are we, what are we rating the book? No, uh, eight eight point five. I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna go just a uh, an eight. All right. Um, I want to go with a nine. I actually, I, I really, I was, I was feeling this. I'm liking the mythology and the art, of course, is elevating everything mm. to this, this height. Uh, you know, every, every page is gorgeous. Every little detail and effect. Uh, the colors are just this, this wonderful shade. You know, that, that fits Cedric's art so well. It's, yeah, I, I, the art's just a bit false. All right, moving on to the terrifics number nine. Jeff Lemire writing and Jose Lewis on the art. So, this is uh, picking up where we left last time with them being separated, looking for Tom Strong's family. And basically, uh, how do you say the wife's name? I, I wasn't sure how to pronounce it. Delua? Delua, yeah. It's a weird name. That's how I would say it. Uh, but she shows up in the, 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 the T Sphere ship and yep. basically rescues everyone else. I actually really liked how this started with a really serious page. It was almost at like the start of uh, Justice League mm-hmm. Odyssey, where it was this, this intense. You know, four panels of talking about uh, whatever darkness. Yeah, and then it pulls yeah. out, and it's the uh, Doc Dread or whatever his name is. <laughs> like, Doctor Dread. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, not Doctor Dread. Doc. It was a Doc one. He said Doctor. Dread. Oh, no, he said Doctor Dread. Okay, fair enough. Dread. <laughs> I thought he said Doctor Dread. No, 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 no. We're on the Doc still, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, you know, plastic bags do Sherlock Holmes, but. Uh, the others are in the Aztec world, and again, they go save them. Uh, but the main, the main interesting stuff here is. Uh, I guess this is just regular Gotham. I, I assumed it was like a different Gotham. 
Me too. Because it felt so different when we saw it last time. I think it was just the art more than anything. Yeah. But here we are, and they they they, they go they, 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 well, they fight Swamp Thing a little bit, and then Swamp Thing's like, oh yes, there was this other uh, dude here. Uh, looked very suspicious. It's like, they don't like him. Yes, that was the one. So they go off to Mr. Mr. Terrific's building in Gotham to, to for research and investigation purposes. Yep, in the lab. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they get they obviously get attacked. And it's it's not really Doctor Doctor Dread. There's a bunch of robots. They come in, but then of course <laughs> they kill that's drones. What, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because of course. And then Plastic Man and the team show up, and they're the cavalry, and everyone fights, and it's glorious. But Mr. Terrific's figured out who who Doctor Dread is. So our final page is the reveal that uh, oh I forgot his name now. Java. Java. Thank you. I was, you know what, I was I was thinking in my head lava. It's not lava. It's not lava. <laughs> Java. It's, it's the one we've been saying for about six issues. Yeah, because he's yeah. the only one who's been around to be Doctor yeah. Dread. There's no yeah, one else. Yeah, well, if it been. wasn't Stag, then it had to be. Which, which is why I thought the the next that goes what was a bit weird. Yeah. I'm like, it's. it's I don't on. know. I'll I'll take that as uh, self-aware. I'll take that as Did just you? yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'll take that as that. I mean, they could have swerved. It could have, could have been Stag's daughter. That'd have been a, a hell of a right. swerve. Yeah, Joe. I've just I've flicked past the last page here, and this is not really anything to do with this book. But I just it's it's going here now. But the advert for that Electric Warriors, I just go ugh every oh, yeah. time I see that page. Do you know that is such a random book that doesn't. Do you know what it feels like? It feels like that was supposed to be part of the New Age line, but they forgot to announce yep. it at the time, and then it just kind of like slipped out somewhere later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a weird book. Um. I just look at it and go, yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, no, Terrifics is unsurprisingly Terrifics is this solid pulpy fun. I've been saying this every single issue for about a year now, <laughs> or close to a year. But that's essentially what it is. I get fun pulpiness. The art's never been bad. Uh, the art in here's solid, even though yeah. it's a different artist again. I I do think actually um some points is a little too much crammed into like uh, pages and panels on on this issue. Uh, I felt okay. a, a little bit almost claustrophobic um i actually don't think there's any more panels than necessarily so i mean i know some of the earlier issues had that whole four panels per page thing that made it feel really like wide and yeah, spread i think it's just this extra th- like I'm, I'm looking at like you know, that double page spread with all the 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 dread bots mm. like for example it feels really cluttered and i i get you could probably say oh that's the effect it's supposed to feel like there's a lot but it kind of just feels a bit messy even though technically if i break it down and look at each individual bit it's not I think it's just a case of he's put this artist has put a lot more detail into the backgrounds, whereas I feel like the previous artists have kept it quite simple to go with the pulpiness of the book. Yeah, they've been a lot more stylized. Yeah, um, and that's yeah, fair. But I, I think why it never stuck out to me so much though is because I feel like the characters themselves have the same kind of simple, pulpy kind of bold, cart- almost cartoony. Do style. you know why yeah. I think it sticks out to me a little more in this issue? Because the opening in Funnyland, which is what the the Duck World's called, mm-hmm. is so clean and just cartoony, right? Yeah. Um, even our characters feel kind of stripped down a little. Uh, but then we go back to you know the real world, and okay, it's almost like it's jumping to hyper detail to to show the contrast. Yeah. And it's just a little bit much. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I thought the art's really good though, overall. Like, I, I, well, it's, I want... it's good, yeah. Um, you know, at no point I was going, oh god, we've changed again. It still felt enough in the style of the book to feel like yeah. an issue of the terrific. So, I never felt bad in that sense. Um, 
So no, cool. obviously Eaglesham's off the book because he's off to do at least one issue of Shazam. Although I think mm-hmm. uh, I saw this week the issue two is a different artist than Shazam, but it was a, it was mm-hmm. a, an interesting artist. It wasn't like oh god they're, they're, they're taking the good artist off the book after one issue. It was I, I, I almost wonder if Shazam's going to be like a rotating like all star every yeah an all star yeah. team of artists kind of thing. I hope that's baked into the story if that's the case. It may be. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um. I'm tempted to look it up and see who the uh, issue two artist is. Um, if someone wants to look up the December solicits, you're more than welcome to. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's still good fun. Um, not uh, not really much bad to say about it. Obviously, it's, it's, again, it's still playing all the Fantastic Four tropes, but yeah. it's still making me smile. Whenever they bring up Dread, I'm like, <laughs> Doctor Dread. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's because it's only once a month. If this was double shipped, that you'd sure. Be- oh yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I, I assume once they're done with this, this plot, probably one or two issues time, we'll be away from Doctor Dread and we'll be on to other things from there. Um, it's still Eaglesham on issue two of Shazam. Is it, I'm I sure wonder if you're so... thinking variant cover is Samney. Ah, that's what oh. I, I think. That's what I read. I read Samney. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah, that's just a variant. Although okay. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing variant. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, when was the last time Samney did a DC thing? Uh, I don't know. He does a lot of just for himself posts on Twitter, a lot yeah. of DC stuff. Yeah, but, but actual contracted work, not much. I feel he did something in that Superman that was in New Fifty Two. That was an anthology. Oh, my because uh, I, I remember when we were talking oh, about. Oh, you're, you're thinking about the Digital First book. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember when we were one. talking about who could do Shazam, and we had a long time of speculating when a Shazam book would Sammy. come. I remember Sam being one of the artists. We were kind of going, "Yo, if we could steal them from Marvel, Sam would be a great on on a Shazam yeah. book." He did. He did one of those issues for Adventures of Superman pretty early on, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I wonder if 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 they're, if they're waxing his you know palms a little bit, greasing his palms. Do, do we get? Well, yeah, I saw him checkmate when he was at DC. That was a long time ago, though, right? That was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, just, oh. yeah. I mean, I, I would not say no to a Samley GSA book, for example, would be... Throw them on Terrifics. Would like, oh, yeah, throw them on Terrifics, yeah, Terrifics would be fine. Uh, all good things. What are we writing this book, though, Matt? What are you giving it? Um, I'm going to go with an 8. It's, it's real solid. A lot of fun. I like being right about it being Java. I don't like the... the <laughs> the twists and turns oh, well done you yeah well well done you matt yes yes the most predictable plot turn in the history no, but of plot you say turns. that and and you know aaron had done that in thor and i had all the evidence in the world who the, the lady thor was gonna be and i whiffed so yeah <laughs> you were too close to it matt you were too close to it uh connor what are you giving it uh it's a seven from me it's just solid fun yeah, I'm with an eight. I, I, I always, I always dig this book. Uh, it's always, it's always, a, it's a really good middle book uh, to put in as the half time in my list, where it's like, oh, there's a nice fun break in the middle before I get back to the series and you know, whatever. Uh, all right, uh, moving on then to Titans number twenty eight. Dan Abnett writing, Clayton Henry on the art. This is a, a tie in to the Drowned Earth. It's more prelude stuff where Tempest shows up to the Titans and is like, hey, all this stuff's happening. The water's turning people into lizard monsters. Um, let's go and take the fight to the ships that are in the in the sky. Like pirates. Like pirates, because Breeze Boy's really excited that, that they feel like pirates. Um, I will say, I, I actually enjoyed this book. I enjoyed that Donna was narrating. I feel like she's she, she feels like the leader right now. She feels like the, 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 the mature character, yeah. which makes a lot of sense. Um, I will criticise some of the art a little bit. I think the faces, 
Donna especially, I felt like some, and it's funny because she was just, uh, me and Cora watched Sabrina the first episode yesterday, and yeah. Melissa Gomez is in that show, and the the weird skinny expressions that, it, that the artist was giving Donna Troy in this one felt kind of like Melissa Gomez to me. Do you know what? Wow. I just want I just opened it up to have a look because I yeah. I intended to read this because it was a tie-in, but obviously I'm like three issues behind and I, and yeah. I would have caught up, but I was catching up on other the yeah, more yeah. important books. And I've thought I thought oh I'll open it up and see very first panel. I see exactly what you're on about. Well, it's that gaunt look. Yeah, and she has that a few times in the book, and it was kind of distracting because it felt like. It felt like, I mean, Donna can be a bit moody, right? It's kind of part of Donna's character. But it doesn't feel like that type of attitude to me, that what the artist has given her there with that. But, yeah, yeah. It's it's that gaunt frown that Gomez does so well. Yeah. But the the the, 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 but the art isn't isn't bad overall, though. It's just some of the faces have these kind of weirder, sort of skinnier expressions that feel, feel a bit weird to me. Um, but no, I like Donna being kind of on board. We find out that Donna's not told the rest of the team yet about Roy. Only she knows about it so far. Um and obviously I actually really laughed out loud because at one point Gar- Garth's on board and he's he's telling everyone we need to do this we need to do this where's Dick where's Nightwing we need to go and fight and then Donna takes him to a side and we could be focusing on like uh, Beast Boy and someone maybe Miss Martian and talking and Miss Martian like, he's a really angry dude you know he's a bit of an asshole and we just at one point one of the panels in the background we just see Garth go shot <laughs> and it really made me laugh because it was almost like us finding out Dick was getting shot it was yeah. just like out of nowhere and it just really made me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he got shot. What? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> so Miss Martian gets called away by Batman, and we're going to see what happened to her in in Drowned Earth issue one. It mentions that at the end because uh, yeah. she comes back by the end. But so they they actually make the stupid the choice to go up and try and fight on the ship, and they're doing quite well. They're fighting on the ship until one of the yeah. actual you know aqua gods God. from you know that we got introduced to shows up and basically just starts tearing through them because they're more powerful than Superman, uh, yeah. as they point out. Um, and, yeah. And as they point as they point out as well, our biggest gun, which is Miss Martian, isn't here. We're, we're, we're doing this on our own and getting our yeah. asses kicked. Uh, but there was a lot of fun banter about being pirates and, and, and whatnot. And, like I say, I, I like Donna being the one who was narrating and trying to be the leader. And Garth even, like, giving her advice and said, hey, like, be the backbone of the team. Like, you know, you need to kind of step up here and be be that person for the group. Um, I like that that stuff. Um, it's very much a tie-in, though. It's definitely a tie-in. Like you know, when this is in a trade, it should be in the drowned earth the trade. Drowned earth yeah. with mm. that stuff. Yeah, and they end up marooned somewhere in the multiverse because of the jump. Yeah, they, they, they do uh, the, the, the boom tribbing thing and they end up. It's like there's not enough time to calibrate it. And it's like, well, anywhere's better yeah. than here because we're about to die. So she just kind of jumps them somewhere. Yeah. That'll do. So we get a maroon plot, which is going to be fun. That'll be like a fun little sci-fi plot, maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it takes the focus off of, the, you know, Dick not being there to lead his team that they set up to be Dick's team, you know? Yeah, I, I do yeah. like, as much as I hate what, what, what's happened to Dick, I do kind of like how the book's kind of tackling it and like, okay, now he's gone, we have to deal with that. And Donna has right. to deal with that. And I know Kyle's eventually coming in, we'll see how that plays It just feels it. like such a, a last-minute decision, right? It's like, yeah. hey, we're giving you this book, you takes building the team but we're actually going to get rid of him after like four issues yeah and we're gonna we're gonna do some really cool stuff with him and miss martian now they don't understand each other but then they come to this agreement yeah and then now we're gonna take him away so uh it's frustrating yeah but I, I think it's handling it well enough with donna and miss martian and them kind of try to step up and be the leaders and oh, oh it's it's not the fault of this book oh no, absolutely no, not, i'm no. not blaming no it's not abnet it's definitely editorial but 
a positive to come out of that is at least as a leader, Dick knows he can, he knows how to handle himself. So why he was given Miss Martian attitude, he was measured. Whereas Donna is just pissed off at the world right now. Oh, she's flying so, off the handle, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but there's stories to tell like there. Donna, though, Donna. Yeah, there's, there's, there's arcs to have here with them yeah, sort of learning to be exactly. a team. So, so yeah, there's potential there, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So I, I think this book's actually surviving through this weird editorial stuff from the other books fairly well for what it's doing. Yeah. Oh, obviously, you had the one issue dealing with the actual shot and the uh, last time, and then you've got this one, it's a tie-in. So it's not until next issue where we really get back to just Titan stories. And even then, they're only in this new Maroon situation because of the tie-in, but uh, yeah. that could be a fun little... Uh, I, like, if Abdet's smart, I think he would use that as like, okay, they're, they're kind of on their own with and just try to survive it. It should almost be a, a bottle issue where they're just like, they haven't to figure things out and talk to each yeah. other. That would be my expectation. Like, sure. Like, like, like Kind of like Serenity out of gas. Kind, kind of, kind of, yeah, like without an origin, you know. You know, I'm just thinking, like, um, I'm, I'm sure there'll probably be a monster that shows up at the end, so they can fight something. But you know, it, it doesn't need that. I think. Well, that, that almost issue. makes you think that's how Kyle gets involved. Oh, right? maybe, yeah, maybe with the maroon somewhere, and Kyle comes and bills them out, and yep. it yep. becomes a thing. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. Like some art quabbles with the faces yeah but. mostly with beast boy the whole point i like beastly beast boy yeah and when he's hanging out with the team he's in regular garth mode or gar mode not garth but but yeah yeah like yeah it's annoying having a gar and a garth both there at the same yeah. time it's just asking for trouble uh all right matt what you give it that's a 7.5 it's it's decent i'm not enjoying drowned earth that much but they made the most of it here Sure. So, is this the first yeah. bit around us, or was there one? No, no, no it was Justice League uh, Ten. Was, and was I haven't gotten to that yet. Yeah, that that sets I, I, up uh, yeah, properly. I, I haven't done last week's yeah. books yet. Both of them dropped last week. You had uh, Justice League, yeah. and then Aquaman, and I just this concept I'm not not enjoying like this. J- Justice you know. League first, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Justice League, Justice League, Aquaman, Titans, and then the the only back. book I've read from last week was Justice League Dark. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you don't necessarily have to read this one, but I would definitely read Justice League then Aquaman before you read. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Next well, yeah, I mean, yeah. But I need to read pretty much everything from last week because they're all doubles. Yeah. Is there any more Green Lantern? So was that the last one? Oh, uh, uh, last, last week was the last one. Yeah. How was it? Just quickly. Yeah. Oh, it was alright. Um, it was less monologue and more action, so the action was more fun and oh. Uh, Cyborg Superman, like, kills a kid right at the start of the issue. It's great. Yeah. Don't um, worry, I, I, I've got stuff on killing kids in Brimstone. Uh, Jess has a nice, nice uh, kind of send-off at the end to go to Odyssey. It was, was alright. It was, it was one of the better issues of the arc. Okay, cool. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I get to that yeah. soon. Uh, I'll, I'll agree with 7.5 for Titans. Um, clunk, clunky art faces kind of maybe pulling it down a little bit for me. Um... Has that tie-in feel, but at least this felt like a. Pro- it was kind of like Aquaman as well, where Aquaman also yeah. equally felt like, okay, how is this affecting this part of the world? And given that Atlantis and Aquaman and Mira are going to be related to the water and what's going on in the water, it felt like a really natural right, thing yeah. to say, okay, how are they handling this? What's going on here? So yeah, it makes sense to me. No, I mean, uh, uh, so far out of these issues, this one's probably the most tight as a story, you know, because like, yeah. it, it feels tied into Titans more so than Aquaman did to Aquaman. That was just straight up drowned earth stuff. Yeah. This at least continued some of the character stuff with Donna 
and most Martian. But even that had some good stuff though, because I, I liked in the Aquaman show yeah. how it was like how Batman, um, how he how he appreciates Mira and how how he sees Mira as a yeah as a you know as a member of the Justice League. You know, that's I, like, yeah, I wonder if I wonder if you guys are being to Drowned Earth a bit more when it starts proper instead of this. Yeah, maybe. Well, I think I, I like it more than Matt. I think. I mean, Matt's a bit yeah. more done than I am. Yeah. I, 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 I enjoyed the Justice League issue well enough, and I, I like the, the, the flood in the city stuff and all that. I can live with that. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to the Silencer number ten. Dan Abnett again <laughs> writing, uh, with Patrick Zucher on art. Uh, we have kaiju's in a Superman theme park. And we have Silencer in the body of... Oh, what's the other dude's name again? I always forget it. Quietus. Quietus, yes. Who's like a, basically a mech God. robot this dude. This is so much fun. Can we not overlook the very first page? Oh, the the, the, the homage to uh, the Crisis Superman holding Supergirl. But it's the, it's the cosplayers who work at the theme it's park. It's the, the Action Land versions. So they're in the... They're, it's the basically the red and blue are reversed. On yeah, the swap. Yeah, it's just a knockoff Superman and Supergirl. And he's holding her and it's it's gold and then they get eaten by a kaiju <laughs> and, it, and then silence's kids like superman just got eaten that's not supposed to happen unless he bursts out of him in a minute <laughs> but it's just a regular did so of course he doesn't burst out yeah like uh, you can see the blood of, uh, as this kaiju is chomping on them it's yes fantastic it's, it's pretty good and obviously quietus and silence's bodies agreed to try and help with the, the theme park although he's like what can i do I don't, you know your body's not got all the powers and you know gadgets that main does what can i do with this kaiju yeah, it's like your body's shit give me back mine yeah um and the you know uh, lady wishbone who did all this like she has to reverse everything eventually, so they, they switch back right before the kaiju eats Quietus's body. So they switch back and silence goes into hers. But Quietus is still alive. He's just a head now, though. His body's destroyed. He's like, ah, don't worry about it. I'll get a new body. I'll get a new body. As long as the head's intact, he's fine. So now she's got this robot head. And they kind of bond a little bit because he realises that she was trying to save his, uh, her family. And we find out that he had a kid that, that died, a son. And he, he kind of respects that she has a family. Um, and her family thinks she's dead now. Because the hotel that she said she was at got destroyed in the attack, and there's no survivors. Yeah. So that'll be an interesting conversation. Also, at one point when she's there and quiets his body, she she refers to them uh, as the kid is our son, and obviously the husband's like, "Wait a minute, our son? Who are we talking yeah, about?" He, he, Stranger. She says a few weird things. It's like, "Oh, she says his name," and he's like, "He's like, how do you know my name?" She's like, "Uh, we met earlier." Yeah. Uh, the art's fantastic in this though, and especially. Yeah. The art of uh, in Quietus's body when he's walking or she's walking towards the kaiju with the two big guns in front. That oh, full page. Oh yeah, that is a hell of a panel. That that page is phenomenal, and then the page after that where she's jumping about and just blasting guns at the kaiju. It looks fantastic. I had a blast with this issue. This is maybe my favorite issue of this book yet. It might be. It's just getting more ridiculous, but in a really good way. Uh, it's going full just stupid action hero book. Yeah, and uh, Talia's back up. We see her getting out of the Lazarus pit. Yeah. At one point. So, so Talia's back up. Goals. Yeah, I know. She's back. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm having a blast with this. Oh, this is good. It's great. Like, uh, th- this is this is went from pretty much strength to strength. And it's funny, because I, I remember them going off the action line and thinking, oh, maybe this will be where it dips a little bit, because it's doing this weird different thing. And then they switch bodies. And then we got Kaiju. And then we got Kaiju. And when we're getting all this chaos, this may be the best issue of the book so far. Yeah. It may actually be the best issue of the book. So, 
uh, I can't I can't fault it. And, you know, I'm liking the kind of the, the uneasy alliance with Quietus and maybe the, the sort of mutual respect. Because he even says, you know, hey, if we take down Talia and I can run Leviathan, then... I'll let you be with your family. Seriously. Yeah, you know, I don't you care. Yeah, it's fine. I, I, don't, I don't mind you being away with your family. Uh, it's fine. You can retire in peace. Yeah. So, uh, but Talia's back at full power, though. So, I, I don't think they know that. And I don't think they're, they're prepared for that fight. No, it's gonna be fun. It will be good. Oh, it's good. At one point, she, she silences the uh, the kaiju's because the kaiju shrinks back down to like a normal size, and she quietens it at one point. What's, what's it called? It's got like a really normal name, doesn't it? <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember. Uh, Michael. Wait, Michael. Jeff? Michael. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you're not a million miles away. Actually, I just this is to go back to Terrific for a second. At one point, Tom Strong says something to to Terrific, and he, he just says Michael, uh, and it reminded me of Better Call Saul this season with a German guy who kept calling Mike Michael. It just I read it in that voice. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. It just it really stuck out to me. Catch on Better Call Saul, Matt. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I will. I, again, every time I try to do something, something comes up. So. Damn it, I need my house. <laughs> Time's a bitch, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I don't like yeah. it. So, that no, sounds is very, very good. Uh, still digging it a lot. What are you giving it, Connor? Yeah, I'll give it an 8. Yeah. yeah. 8.5 for me. Aye, aye. It, this was it was a blast. close to the point five. This is a blast. I'm going, yeah. That was great. Um, just to, to think we were so down in this before it started because, ah, oh, Ramita Jr.'s doing the art. It's probably going to be shit <laughs> the way I listen to this. And Ramita Jr., his, his art wasn't that bad. It was only three issues and it wasn't yeah. awful. It was, you know, it was all right. Also, it's worth mentioning just here at the end of this is that uh, Silencer debuted an arrow this week on the show. Ooh, snap. Yeah, she did. A yeah. um, little bit bastardized because she's got just a box that, that does the power things. instead of it yeah. being like a power she's got like a box that does it but she's... to the credit when she activates it they actually the, the fight scene that happens they took all the sound away so it's like a really unique fight scene because there's no sound yeah That's and you've cool. got you've got two yeah. black canaries screaming at her so, and it's just doing so does the, carry, the choreography step it up because i know when it when you like watch an, an action movie and there's fight choreography That's good they, enough. without the sound it, it's exposed they didn't in this one because it was more about her just blocking right. the screen. Yeah, because but... that, that's what was fun about it, is that it counteracts the Black Canary power, right? Because all of a sudden it doesn't right. work. And it, it took two Black Canaries both screaming full force at her to finally break the, the quiet bubble. And it was like a fun little scene. Like, I mean, Arrow's still well... shit, but it was a fun little scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's one of the their longbow hunters. Yeah. So she's got a completely different backstory, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it was worth mentioning. Cool, because yeah. she's not a new character she's only been around this is what issue what 10 10 yeah, yeah so yeah. less than a year yeah, less than a year and she's on a tv show so all right. that's cool uh all right cool uh which does take us on to the final book of the week i was the final new book of the week but connor because he might have to miss next week for work which means you'll have a catch-up uh punishment issue uh if he does miss next week but in the off yeah. chance that he isn't here next week he wanted to get one of them done before the end of the month yeah so, i didn't want to because originally i was going to just do two next week because it's week five, week five but yeah. i thought just in case i'll spread them which is where you'll get my discussion of hawk and dove if you're waiting for it i know some of you probably are you bastards Anyway, so Connor's going to be talking about Curse of Brimstone number six, Justin Jordan and uh, Dennis Cohen on the art. Take it away. Yeah, it's a bunch of killer kids, isn't it? If, killer if you kids. Recall. Okay, so the kids are killing people. Yeah, yeah. Do you not remember from the end of the last issue? Because I compared it to Channel Zero. 
Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I remember you now you've said that. Yeah, yeah, that's the only reason I thought you'd remember. Yeah. Um when, when I'm brought up. Uh the whole thing is there's like there's it's it's one of the kids, the leader kid has made a deal with the salesman to, you know, keep everyone young. You know, keep them all young and evil together. Um, you know, who don't want to grow up. And they spend the whole issue um going on about how oh that that's not really a kid it's an adult who you know he's had the salesman make him young again because you know trying to recapture his youth and then by the end they're like oh we'll just kill that one and all the rest of the kids will be freed and then it's like oh it's just a kid they they, they break off the, the mask and then so and and it's actually a kid and it's like okay we were gonna and brimstone's all mopey because he was he was like oh i was gonna kill him and you know, I I I was fine killing an adult, but what if I'd killed a kid? That'd be unforgivable. Um, it's really just pointless. This issue, it's it. So much of it is supposed to be the creepy kids that that they set up at the end of the last issue, but it kind of devolved pretty quickly into just an action sequence of okay, let's fight the kids. I'm, which is I'm googling a movie. I want to reference. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll just I'll just try to find it. Yeah. Um, um, uh, and as I go, I'll just I'll keep going for a minute while you while you I do. Go, go. Yeah. Uh, they they realize that that older dude who they found in the village, you know, who told them that oh it was all the kids. Uh, I don't really remember this. I'll be honest, but apparently he told them that he was one of the parents and he was the last one left. But he's not. He was from out of town. He was just trying to see what would happen. Um, the, he has a little book like the salesman does so the implication is maybe he works with him or for him or is something to do with that um they're like oh he'll pop up again so i'll 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 get more on that when it's relevant uh art uh cowan's obviously another different artist i like cowan a lot usually um and i think i said this i can't remember who the artist was last time but the art's fine and it's very much not what I usually expect from them. It's very much in the keeping of what uh, Tan did in the first few issues. Um, so it's it's this, even for Cowan, it's a more scratchy style than usual. Um, I'm wondering if it's maybe the same Inca that's doing them, that's making it that consistent. I haven't checked. Uh, but I mean, it's it's serviceable. It's it's not horrifically bad art, but it's not it's not that good either. Okay, I think the movie I was looking for is called Beware Children at Play, where I think it's an evil teenager who turns up, like, brainwashes them all into being evil killers, so they're killing off people. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because you were talking about them, like, having to kill the kids, or at least one of the kids, because of what they're doing. That movie ends with a ridiculous scene of the parents all murdering all their children violently. <laughs> Sounds amazing. I've never seen it in whole, I've seen clips from it, but. You made me think of it. That sounds like a screams in waiting. It does. It does. Uh, that'll be done someday. Speaking of speaking of screams with evil children, we did a movie called The Pit uh, for October just this past week. Well worth looking into The Pit. It's one of those so bad it's amazing, like join the ranks of movies everywhere kind of thing. It's no quick question. If I want to watch Troll Two, do I have to see Troll One? No, not even okay. <laughs> slightly. Okay. You're good. Because he said so bad, it's amazing. And Troll Two popped up. On Do you know there's a character in that called something. Harry Potter? Yes, we talked it, about this. And it was made way before, of course, Harry Potter ever existed. So right. it's just a coincidence. They should have sued J.K. Rowling. 
Just I'm like, no, how dare you take our name? Troll <laughs> uh, yeah. 2 features a scene where because the vegetables on the dinner table are going to turn the parents into like, or take over the parents or do something bad, the, the child, while time is frozen, stands up on the table and pisses all over the dinner so they won't eat it. <laughs> That's a scene from Troll 2. As How you is do. this a movie? <laughs> Oh my god! I have uh, stuff to do. I can't watch that now. And then, and then when they can't eat their dinner, apparently the, the parents have no way of getting more food because you know times are tough or something. I don't know. Even though they've just bought a new house, and uh, the dad comes out of the bedroom and says to the kid, "Well, thanks to you, none of us are going to be able to eat. We're all going to have to fasten our belts one notch tighter so we don't feel hunger pains or something to that effect." That's not <laughs> how that works. Trust me. <laughs> Oh uh, man, how did we get into bad movies? This is Carl's fault for mentioning well, Killer Kids. You're talking about hey. the pit, and then they made me think it's so bad it's awesome, and yeah. Blame nah. our patrons for making me read this shit. Nah, the, the, the pit goes along with Troll 2 and uh, The Room and Birdemic and all those movies that you want to watch because they're so bad. That, that, that's where, where would you slot in Sleepaway Camp? I wouldn't put that in that. That's, that's just more of a cheesy okay. 80s slasher movie with a very memorable, okay. weird ending. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think in, over the next two days I'm gonna make my wife watch that, and she has no idea what's gonna hit her. If you do watch so. Super Camp, you should watch two and three because two and three are like really fun, almost <laughs> like proto stream movies, but they're really meta. They're, they're very different from the first gotcha. one. Uh, <sighs> like in the second one, for example, someone mentions that it's Saturday the fourteenth. Right. Well, there's, there's a lot of jokes like that in two and two, two and three okay. are really good fun movies. Well, if, if those are on Amazon, I know Sleepaway Camp is on. One's Amazon, remembered yeah. just for the ending. Which yes, which I know the ending because it's very yes. famous. But um, if you don't watch Sleepaway Camp, and then let us know. So it's batshit insane. Uh, Connor was talking about Brimstone, though. I'm sure he wants to get back to that. He's desperate. No, I'm, I'm done. It was, it was kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll no, enjoy cool. this discussion. Before. <laughs> nah, fam. Like I said, most of this is actually just an action sequence with them fighting the kids. Okay. <laughs> murdering, murdering children. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the best part like of like a, a, any movie where someone murders a kid. It's usually the best part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not against you there, but they don't really kill the kid. They just burn off the creepy mask, and then it's like, oh, you're actually just a kid. They don't. They don't go through with it. He's so disappointed right now. That's disappointing. That's very disappointing. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Children are treated with this thing in movies where it's like a really taboo thing to kill a kid. No, 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 no. Cats and it's, dogs are, are taboo. Kids are fair game. <laughs> it's the same in games. If you look at like Skyrim or Fallout, it's like you can kill anyone you want. You can't kill the kids. So you can kill like an entire town and just have the kids running around and that's it. And it's like, well, I want to kill kids. <laughs> I want to be evil. This is how Michael Myers happens. Connor. It's fine, they just let me nuke the town instead. Kids didn't survive that. <laughs> uh, I, I got some questions about Fallout after we're done. <laughs> Alright, well that was the last bit then, which does take us to the part of the show where we pick our favourite stuff from the week, pick our favourite panel slash moment, our favourite art, favourite cover, and our top five books of the week. So, Matt, what's your favourite panel slash moment? Uh, it, it's gotta be Lois and Clark reunite on the streets of Chicago. It just, it looks fantastic. 
Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Silencer here. Uh, her walking towards the kaiju with the two giant guns is the most ridiculously epic badass thing I have seen in the comic in a while. So, I'm going with that. It's pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm actually just going to go with the first page of Justice League Odyssey. That that dark, mm-hmm. the, just the, the recap of the past three years of Dark Side story. Yeah. yeah. And four panels and, and four words, and that's it. I like yes. it. Well, he, he did miss a beat though, because the the part where he was like growing up again, there was no like Jason peeking out the side yeah. saying hello. Yeah, this 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 was the uh, the amended <laughs> version. version. Yes, I just, he, he draw him in at the side, just peeking and going, "Oh, hello, my name is Jason. Hello." <laughs> what what is that voice that Jason? I have has? no idea. Oh. That's that's how I read his oh, voice. Hi, that's how that's how <laughs> I, I read his voice. Like he's doing like a what voice am I even doing? Oh, hello, my name is Jason. I, I'm doing kind of. Do you know what Tommy it is? Wiseau, it's, it's kind it's of Tommy Wiseau, yeah. It's uh, you know, in Always Sunny. Have you seen the episode where where Mac wants to pretend to be a Swedish plumber? <laughs> no, I don't think I have. But... It's, it's just a disguise. They're going up to a house, yeah. and he's like, okay. yeah, I'm going to be a Swedish plumber." And that's his that's Swedish the accent. accent he does. Okay. And they're like, "What the hell is that?" I'll just go full Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> oh, oh, hi, Dark Side. Yeah. My name is Jason. Yeah. How was your sex life? I, <laughs> I love how that's there's been a running theme for the last little bit of bad movies, like really, you know, bad movies that are, so, that are good to watch. So that's been a theme for the last like twenty minutes, yeah. and we yeah. keep coming back to it. Why uh, not? All right, I got the test that's results six. back. I definitely have cancer. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're right. That's a scene in that movie. <laughs> I know it is. Oh. We've all seen it. And then. And then the disaster artist, it's it's better because the the according to that movie, the actress asked, "Shouldn't she be upset?" And Tommy's like, "No, it's fine." <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. disaster mm-hmm. artist is kind of a weird movie because I really enjoyed watching it, but it's kind of yeah. not it's really good a... because of your your yeah. the point of of the original, right? Yeah, I like mm-hmm. it for some of the the tidbits that I was getting from, but it's not actually a good movie on its own. Uh, no. My my favorite joke though, and okay, so this is a spoiler for a joke towards the end of the disaster artist. I say joke, it's based on a real thing that was said, but <laughs> that's that's the art of Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> it comes across as a joke that someone wrote in a movie. Uh, so one of the ridiculous scenes in the room towards the end is because be- spoiler for the room in case you don't know this, but <laughs> Tommy Wiseau's character Johnny commits suicide at the end of the room. It's a tragedy. You where know, you might be the first person ever on the internet to offer a spoiler warning for the room. For the room, I know. Right, but he, throughout the course of the movie, he's this perfect specimen who is cheated on by his girlfriend and he eventually commits suicide. Now, before he does it, but he's really upset and he's, he's upset that he's found out that she was cheating on him. He starts, like, humping the dress right before he kills himself. In the original take, according to the disaster artist, which came from the book, so I assume it's true, yeah. he, he shoots himself in the mouth... And then he starts humping the dress and making noises after he shot himself in the mouth. And the Seth Rogen's like AD character, whoever he is, says, hey, wouldn't it make more sense to hump the dress before you shoot yourself? And Tommy Wiseau goes, I disagree. <laughs> I don't think I laugh more at that movie than that moment. The, the one that got me is when they're talking to uh, Greg's mom. She goes, how old are you? And he goes, I'm the same age as Greg. <laughs> just the look on the mom's face is just like he's blatantly lying to me and I'm allowing my son to go off to LA with him yeah she says something like, like oh yeah I just turned 14 and he's like happy yeah. birthday yeah <laughs> 
God, I want to watch Disaster Artist again just to laugh. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, my God. Joe, oh, what's so great about it is so much of that dumb, dumb Tommy Wiseau stuff comes because he's too salty to admit that he was wrong about something. Yeah. So he just doubles down. And that's yeah. that's where that comes from. It's him doubling this. No, I disagree. My way is better. <laughs> disagree. That's any time on the show now, I don't agree with Pete. I'm just going to go, disagree. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> Okay. Uh, we do best art now. Uh, best cover this? first. Best covers first. Oh, best cover. Okay. Yes. Uh, what, what are you going for? Oh, well, I'm going to do it because it's obvious. Batgirl variant. No competition. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good ones, but that one's. Yeah. Connor. So I, so I do a couple of just other ones that I liked because it's so obviously the Batgirl one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I I really like the uh, the detective variant. Uh, I think it's Mark Brooks. I think that's gorgeous as well. Mm-hmm. And also just the, the standard Justice League Odyssey cover. That's a good one. Because it says it. The, the <laughs> yeah. Dodson's Just cover, the variant for that one's pretty good. Yeah, it's but, a classic Dodson uh, cover though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm partial to Dodson's. But and I, I don't care about how the legs look on this one. My favorite cover of the week was the Manipole action cover. That The way the colors look. I'm going to be honest, I, ha- I have to agree half. with uh, the leg criticism that I saw. Yeah on the interwebs well once once it was pointed out to me i couldn't unsee it and it pissed me off because <laughs> i i saw that cover and i went oh my god that is fantastic yeah Lois's legs just feel weird it's, it's, it, it feels like yeah. the, the bottom half of the, the the image suddenly becomes like this like french style like this french cartoon yeah. style whereas the top half's like a proper manipul comic cover it's yeah weird. so but i just the, the, the coloring the intent of it i just I can't help it. And Connor's like, this is weird. Man, we're talking about Manipal and I've got no horse in the race. This is yeah. weird. Yeah, I've not I've not seen the cover. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll go, go check it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I could do, but too many clicks. All right, best art of the <laughs> too week. Too close to Bendis. Best Here art of the week. Like... Matt, what's your best art of the week? Oh, this one's tough. Is. This is this was a great week for art. It was. But I'd be remiss not to give it to, to Sejic. On his last, on this. Yeah. I don't even know, because oh. he's doing all his original stuff. To, when's the next time we're even going to get a DC boot with Cedric Hart? So you know right. what? Cedric's taking that. And again, double down on Starfire. I'm happy. So, like... <laughs> I I was so close to giving it to Cedric, but I'm actually going to give it to Gio Domenico, because, oh man, that issue is working. That's so good. I have missed seeing it for so long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if he ends up being a, a regular on Detective yeah. or something else. Like if they've got him, because cool. Flash has got other rotating artists now. He's yeah, kind of moved away from I that. do miss him on Flash though. So do I. He's given away to, to Collins and Porter. It's it's the yeah. way he draws the speed of it is mm. is different to everyone else. Yeah. All right, top five books of the week, Matt. What is your top five right. books of the week, Matt? That's yeah, so- <laughs> So, so number one is Action Comics. Number two is Justice League Odyssey. I gotta pull up the other ones because I forgot what else I read. Uh, number three is hmm, Terrifics. Four is Tech. Five is The Flash. Cool. Yeah. Connor. I'm gonna give number one to Silencer. Ooh. Wow. It's kind of weird, Bold. but I had a blast. Uh, number two will be Batgirl. Three, Justice League Odyssey. Four, Tech. Five, Flash. Sure. 
<laughs> what a story. Um, <laughs> some other room. Just for anyone who's not familiar with the room, these little jokes I'm making probably just sound really random and weird. Just go also, with Also, for anyone who's not familiar with the room, go watch the room. <laughs> get a drink, sit down. It's on YouTube. Get get some friends who've also not seen the room and if, just bask in it. <laughs> if you can find the version with Spanish subtitles, it makes it that much better. <laughs> Do you know the room? Actually, Tommy Wiseau himself uploaded the room to YouTube, and no one's sure if he did it intentionally, uh, because. <laughs> Well, no, obviously intended to upload it, but it, we're not sure if it was intentional that it's public. We're thinking that he might have just meant to put it up as unlisted so that he could send it as a screener purpose to, to people for reasons. But you can get the room on YouTube right now. The officially, beautiful man from Tommy Wiseau. age is undetermined. Yeah. Um, <sighs> he's, he's claimed he's been at 21 for the last 30 years, so we'll, you know, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> oh, that oh, bit where he's auditioning and they're saying, oh, can you do it without the accent? He's like, of what accent? <laughs> also, when Odenkirk says that he has a, a hostile something, I forget the word to it, uh, sinister. He calls him he has a sinister quality like a vampire. <laughs> uh, where are you from? I'm from, I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> You're from where? <laughs> New Orleans. Uh, where are you? City Oh, New Orleans. Oh, okay. See, okay. this is your fault, Connor, for dropping brimstone on I know. <laughs> I told you. Blame the patrons. That's Tyler's fault. Tyler's to blame for the. There you go. Tyler, this mess is. He got us to children shouldn't place the dead things to the pit, which led to the room, and now the room jokes are just flying thick. Um, so you did your top five, Connor, right? My top five is Just League Odyssey at number one, Silencer at number two. And then, yeah, it's tough. There's a lot, a lot of even, mm. solid books this week. Um, yeah, so Odyssey and Silencer, and then I think I'll go with Batgirl. Uh, <laughs> action, and I think in fifth place it'll probably squeeze to Detective, which is impressive because Detective was kind of in a different place for it, a while. It wasn't a top five book for no. most of this arc. But that, that's actually kind of elevated a bit. So yeah. I, I, credit where credit is due. Um, although I feel bad leaving off Terrifics. I do feel bad doing that. You should. I, should, I do feel bad. Let it be known I feel bad. <laughs> All right. That is uh, that is that is uh, our, our favourites of the week. That is the show. That is the, So I'll tell you what's coming next week, uh, as I typically do. Let me get my, my list up here. So, coming next week, it is a week five, but because of some annuals and because of some delays, we actually have kind of a meaty week in terms of stuff to talk about. we got Heroes in Crisis issue two. We have Just Sleep Dark and Wonder Woman The Witching Hour issue one, which is the finale. Not to be confused confused with the first issue that was almost the same name. Yep. Uh, we also which have... Which Wonder Woman and Justice League Dark. This is Justice League Dark and Wonder Woman. Yes. Uh, we have Justice League and Aquaman Drowned Earth issue one, which is the proper start of that... that, that it's not even like a crossover. It's basically just Justice League with no. a couple of specials because the Aquaman issue is a tie-in, not an essential part. Yeah. So it's a Justice League story that just happens to have a couple of extra issues to get through it quicker. Um, and we have Batman Secret Files number one, which is essentially an annual. Well, they could just call it that, really. Yeah. Uh, Terrific's annual number one and Sideways annual number one. Uh, also out next week, although... I mean, some of us might read some of these and talk about uh, them. But... Sideways isn't there. Is Sideways not there? No. No. Oh, that's weird. It's weird. What did they move the annual to then? I don't know. Week one. 
maybe, maybe they did. Uh, fair enough. But also out next week is Deathstroke Yogi Bear special, Green Lantern, oh, Huckle- I'm that. Huckleberry Hound special, uh, Nightwing Miguel Gorilla special, and Superman Top Cat special. Should anyone be interested in such crossovers? I just want to give a little shout out to uh, Hexwives, which is the newest of the, you know, the new Vertigo line that's oh, yeah. been kind of rolling out slowly. Hexwives is one of the new ones starting this week. It's from uh, Ben Blacker and Mika Randolfo, who did a bunch of stuff over the past couple of years that we've seen. Yeah, uh, did some Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, um, it looks oh, great. It's good. easily the one I'm most excited about of those Them, books. All so. red variant. Which variant is this? Uh, there's a Joel Jones oh, no, it's cover. It's standard. Mm. Yeah, no, the the variant from the thumbnail looked like it was all red. But it is Jenny Frisian. Yeah, so you got a Frisian so... cover and a Joel Jones cover. I mean, yeah. I tell you what, Boomer tried to win me over. They've got a new Firefly comic starting and a new Buffy comic starting. Next week? Not next week. Oh, no, no. Weekend. Buffy's in January, but uh, Firefly's I think this next month. Um, but oh my god, there's a witches special out from Image. Yeah, it's like yeah, seventy it's... pages. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's $8. It's basically, it's basically starting saying, I'm sorry there's not been an issue of witches in the last two years. Here's here's like 70 pages in one there's go. Also, Do you uh, remember how hyped that book was? Yeah. It was good. I liked that it a lot. Five, five issues. No, I know, but just the palpability yeah. of the hype of Snyder and Jock. That was Jock, right? Yeah. Yep. And then it disappeared for a long-ass time. So I'm glad yeah. he's getting back to it. He's saying that this is kind of setting up the, the next like wave of it. The next. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. There's also, uh, speaking of Snyder, there's uh, the first American Vampire Omni comes out next week. Ooh. Yeah, buddy. Ooh. I actually I have, I have all of it digitally, already, so I'm good, but yeah. It's uh, American Vampire 1 to 27, Survival of the Fittest 1 to 5, and Lord of Nightmares 1 to 5. That's everything, so, that's that's everything first, up to the break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's six. That's six trades right there. Yeah, so that basically. It's actually not really six trades, Matt, because the crossovers were just in the, the regular volumes. So you actually got all that in volumes one to four. Really? Because I have six. The six that I have packed away were those exact ones. No, because the, the crossovers weren't um, separate. Like, they're uh, miniseries. Uh, Five-issue minis, though. Yeah, yeah. They, they were just in the yeah. regular trades. I'm sure they were. But they put the them in the trades, but there were six. But yeah, but there was there's six of them. So I'm sure there's not six. There is. Uh, I'm, I'm looking on Amazon now. From from before the break. I'm I'm just checking. Yeah. What what was in issue? It was six. Six was. Because volume uh, five, I'm sure, is the anthology and the, the you know the, the no, two sort that, of big one shots. That's six. Uh, that's American six. Vampire anthology and Long Road to Hell is. So six. it's five then, but it's not six. So it's five. Yeah. All right. Well, five. Yeah. I was off by one. Either way, that's a lot. If you haven't read it, go read it. Survival of Fitness is one of my favorite comic stories of all time. It's really good. Um, you almost wish they released it a few weeks earlier so people could actually read it on the build-up to Halloween yeah. as opposed to just getting yeah, it on Halloween they, itself. Um, my problem is it also will be coming out roughly the same day because obviously if I look at this on Amazon, you know, it's a couple of weeks later mm-hmm. or a week later or whatever. It's uh, pretty much the same day as that uh, Batman animated series Blu-ray set. Uh, can I can I really afford both? Should I do both? Well, I'm gonna go sell a kidney, so uh, I'll be back. Yes, yes. Oh well. Um, everyone betray me. I'm done with this world. Uh, so that'll <laughs> that'll take us to the end of the show. 
That's been episode 127 of Comments from the Multiverse. By all means, let us know what you thought of the books this week in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, if you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here, but especially the show, head over to patreon.com slash TV and you can get some bonuses, you get some things earlier, but mostly you get a warm fuzzy feeling for helping us out a little bit and keeping the show coming. Uh, so you can go do that. Um, ZL, Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. You can get us individually at Twitter. Connor, where did it get you? Connor Ryan ninety four. He's still I'm paused. On the ball. No, he's still paused. There was a, there was a hesitation. Was a pause there. There was a hesitation. Matt, where can they find you? At Metal Steel fifty seven. That was a longer pause than mine was. Screw you. <laughs> no, see, I believe Matt when he says that was just a natural pause. You can find me Guys, on Twitter at Wibble eighty nine. Yogi Bear. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Just, yeah. That that has been the show. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much once again for watching and listening. Keep keep reading DC comics and all, all that jazz. Uh, but always remember to never get lost in the speech force. I'm excited for next week.